And now, introducing the man who's been under investigation by the NCAA for receiving improper benefits over the past two years, an accusation that left him baffled as he devised a way to prove that he is neither an athlete or a student by running through the physical trials from old school and mental trials from Billy Madison in succession. In an attempt to be viewed as the cool dad by his kid's friends when dropping him off at preschool, he started blaring the edited version of what he thought was the most popular music among children these days, only to discover that not only have the Ying Yang twins fallen out of favor in today's society, but the edited version is incredibly inappropriate too. He is Glenn Clark. Good morning from the Chesapeake Employers Insurance Studio of Pressbox. It is Glenn Clark Radio, Friday edition of the program. Would rather not talk about the basketball from last night if, uh, if everything's... It was a good one, wasn't it? It was not. It was not a good one. I felt comfortable turning it off around the third quarter and watching coverage. Well, then it was a weird bit where they got back within six, and I'm like, son of a bitch, i got to stick with it. And when did that happen? In the fourth? Like With like seven minutes to play. I missed that. Yeah. I would periodically be checking the score and seeing really, if I needed to tune back in. Really frustrating night. But uh, it is what it is. That's why I didn't believe the series was over and, and tried to say everything. Thought that was crazy. And it turns out not having campaign really hurt the Suns. Well, when you don't side. campaign, you can't win, you know? Just dynamite. Boy, I'm glad I came in today. Mm-hmm. I am Well, you didn't really see that glad. one. You kind of had it. It was sitting there. And you thought... Well, you didn't even see it, right? Like, mm. you weren't even aware mm. the opportunity for that joke existed. Mm. But thankfully for you, yeah. I'm, I'm on my game right now. Except for booking. I've tried, though. I promise. Mm. If you say so. I've been if making a lot so. of calls. Yeah? No. Things have fallen through, mm-hmm. unfortunately. Mm-hmm. But I got a good call in the kitchen. Okay. Well, it better be the best one you've ever had, I'm considering how the rest of the show is lined up. I'm telling you. Mm-hmm. I made it last night, uh-huh. and it's, it's, it's just delicious. Truly delicious. Coming up on today's program, nothing. Well, uh, Matt Rambo is yeah. going to join us, uh, former Tawarton winner, of course, national champion at the University of Maryland. Uh, he's a uh, uh, former MVP of the PLL and a two time, two years, two titles. So a good start to his PLL career with the Whip Snakes. We will uh, chat with him. I think they play tonight uh, at Homewood Field, the Whip Snakes do. So we'll chat with Matt Rambo a little bit later on in the program. And also coming up, Oh, I'm sorry. I thought it was a moment of silence. I was waiting. I was waiting. I was waiting for you. I was waiting. Uh, yeah. We well, got so. messages out. We'll see if something else comes through. You never know. Yeah. I'm going to bet against it. Yeah. I'm just going to bet against it. It seems like one of those days. It's just one of it's as Limp Biscuit would say. Well, you're going to the concert, aren't it's you? It's one of those days. No, I am certainly not. I, I chose the opposite, as you remember. I think I a lot of people don't give them enough credit for the original song behind Blue Eyes. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was a really. It was a strikingly, strikingly good original song. All right, um, so anyway, yeah, that's what's going on. Today's show is brought to you by Tuckerfest, which is tomorrow, tomorrow, no, Sunday, two days. I, I got excited. I got ants in my pants. Sunday, it's two days from now. Don't show up tomorrow. I mean, if you want, if you want to buy go a car, to, yeah, yeah, if you want to go to Jerry's, you can go to Jerry's. But if you go there, you're not going to meet Justin Tucker. You're not going to get the dunk tank. You're not going to get – that's all going to happen on Sunday. Everybody knows that. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Jerry's Toyota is the location. Tucker Fest is the event. The cause is the Brigance Brigade and raising money to fight ALS. The event is Tucker Fest, and uh, there are many facets to it. It's a free family fun event. It's going to be an awesome day, just hanging out, live music, Joey Harkum and Dave Teeth, 
as well as Dunk Tank. Jeremy Khan's getting in there. I think, unfortunately, I can't get out of it. I'm going to have to do it, too. It's what it is. There's going to be the Cornhole Tournament. There's going to be food trucks. There's going to be a lot of activities. The U.S. Army's bringing their massive gaming truck out. Um, just going to be an awesome day. And on top of that, yes, you can meet the greatest kicker of all time. The GOAT, if you will. It's a new thing that I'm trying out. We'll see if it sticks. I'm not sure yet. I don't want to commit to it. But I'm saying I'm going with the GOAT to describe Justin Tucker. And if you want to meet him, meet and greet passes are available. You can go right now, great8smemorabilia.com. That's the number eight, great8smemorabilia.com to get yours. Again, the money going to benefit the Brigant's Brigade Going to be an amazing day Sunday at Jerry's Toyota all afternoon long. And as we learned from Chris Ruling, um, Justin Tucker will be there. I believe he said from, you know what? I don't want to remind, I don't want to get this wrong. I'll double check on that. I'm going to double check on that, but the details are at great8smemorabilia.com. That's the important part. Great8smemorabilia.com. Um, I want to respond. You know, I, I got to finish this. I want to get to, I got a few things that I want to get to. I want to respond to a conversation. This was an interesting, I, I referenced in a column that I wrote a couple weeks ago that I acknowledge that I, or at least I understand why some Orioles fans are not as disassociated from anger as I am. I said, I get it. I, I do. I get losing sucks. It sucks. I understand. Kind of a rough and kind of a rough one last night. It wasn't fun. I mean like it was What is eighteen times nine? Yeah, you don't want to know. <laughs> you don't want to know. I mean I believe the number is one hundred and sixty two is uh, the ERA for Dean Kramer last night. Um I I was out last night it was kickball night in my life. Um we had uh we we finished in a ten ten tie, by the way. Still a lower ERA. God, what an awful they were very young. I'm very, I'm, very, I'm getting really How nervous. Young? Like they're, they're, these are like you know, the 18 year old kids <laughs> that are like, like yeah, beat by fifth grade. No, they're <laughs> like home for the summer. They're in their athletic prime. They, they look, they're like Adonises, and then we're old and fat, and it's just bad, man. Like it's just a bad combination of things that are happening now. Uh, and then with the sun, like the the sun uh, yeah, was going. Sun. No, it was going down as, and we of course were on the one field. Um, that was impacted by. So it was not a great night. We we tied 10-10. That's not could be worse. Yeah. Um, but we have uh, but someone came back to our team that I hadn't seen in a while. Our buddy Evan and Evan, who I like a lot, um, said something to me before the night. He said, "What do you think about the Orioles?" What I wanted there? to say, Evan. Yeah, what is there to say? I love you, right. but like we don't. This is what I always do with people. I'm like, I don't need to talk to you about sports. We can talk about your life. I tend to agree. We can talk about anything else. I have no. I do this for a couple Look, if hours they want every day. To, right? If they want to have, if they want it, that's what they want no, to talk about. You, sometimes you can tune in. Tune into this program. You can find out everything I wanted to say about sports. I say it every day for two hours, two and a half hours most days. You can do that. I was like, Evan, we don't have to talk about this, but we ended up talking about it. And and he, Evan's not a particularly like verbose. Like he's not a you know a loud mouth. He's not a hot take guy. He's a very uh, cerebral uh, type, if uh, you will. Like you and me. Yeah, exactly like that. And I said, um, look, man, I, I, I don't know. This is what I expected. I'm not, I, I just sort of don't care. And he said something to me, and it was just really, the way that he said it really struck me. He said, you're not angry. You should be angry. You should care more. 
This is what you do. Like, it should bother you. It bothers us. I was like, wow, Evan, like, where did that come from, man? Like, that was, that was a little bit more than I've ever, you know, like, like, it was really wild. And so I brought it up. I bumped into, we, uh, we, we stopped by an establishment after kickball, as we're wont to do on Thursday nights. And I bumped into someone else that I hadn't seen for a while, who I happen to know is a huge Orioles fan. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, you're not going to believe, I just had this sort of like mind F of an interaction earlier where like I was I was getting yelled at essentially for not being angrier about this. And this guy, and this guy's name is Chris, he's a very nice guy, he said, I'm being honest with you, it, it kind of pisses me off too. It kind of pisses me off. And he wasn't he was like, it's not about you. It's about everybody in town. I I just wish we weren't all so accepting of this being what it is. I wish we were more inclined to say it's not cool. Hopefully it works, but it's not worth it. I was like, it's not worth it. It's really it's, it's not really worth it. It's a very complex sort of discussion. It's a it's a fascinating like and again it's, it's emotionally driven. Of course, but but that's fandom. Fandom is emotionally driven, right? But it's also like, juxtaposed. I'm not sure whether the the momentary success experienced from 2012 through 2016 realigned expectations. None of it said it realigned expectations. I think that the more what I get more of is that this feels to a lot of people like an extension of the years before. Like they've almost dismissed the 2012 to 2018 years as an accident. At, and it wasn't 18. I mean, they were garbage by 2007. The 2012 to 2016 mm-hmm. years. Um, they just happen to be garbage with good players at, at the end of that. Um, that They've dismissed the 2012 to 2016 stretch as the blip on the radar. Mm-hmm. as the thing that happened despite themselves they managed to pull that I off that this is an extension of what i've always known as an orioles fan in my adulthood this is an extension of uh-huh. of of you know ownership of all of these things that this is the orioles will always be more inclined to be this that even if this works out they're going to race back to being this as soon as they possibly can They'll never be the team that opens a window and extends a window and is regularly competitive. It'll always be competitive for a short stretch and then right back to being bad for a very long time in hopes of being competitive again for a short amount of time. Look, I mean, it's I hesitate to call it myopic because, you know, I mean, it's sort of like we've been traumatized as fans, right? Like as as ingrained as that mindset is as Orioles fans, for those of us who've been watching since the late nineties through the early 2010s, mm-hmm. I can understand why you would be inclined to sort of fall back into that belief. And it might end up being true that this fails and the Orioles stay sucky for years to well, come. I don't even know. This, I think the point that they're making is that it's not even about whether or not it fails. It's like, that the attempt it's that itself even, is. Even if it, even if it works, I don't trust that it's going to matter beyond 
a no, couple of years of of success of 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 semi competitiveness, mm-hmm. right? Like if we're being fair about the 2012 to 2016 stretch, there was one year in there that they actually had a chance to do something. Mm-hmm. They've had one year since 1997, but it's not as if where they had an actual opportunity to do something. But and this is still within that time span, so it may not matter, right? They were they were spending. Right, they spent more money in that span than they had at any time, or real money on players that other teams would have wanted, mm-hmm. than they had in my life. It was rehash players. Mm-hmm. It was players that were in other people's trash. They said, "This is a name we'll take, and, and let's see what happens." Aside from Machado, I mean, aside from Tejada, and that one off season, right? This look, the Orioles haven't earned the benefit of the doubt. Well, I mean, and these are two different conversations. Like, the, the facts are the facts. And, and the facts cannot be dis- debated. These, the, when these things are presented to me, they're correct. Sure. And I, I think some of it, my response, the reason why I'm not angry, is I'm numb. And, and that's not... I, I'm, I'm numb to a lot of things. It's, as I've admitted before, if I was 20, I might feel a different way. I, I'm, I feel a different way at 37. I got kids. This stuff just can't bother me the way that it bothers you. It can't. It cannot. I've, I've got other things going on. It's not saying that your life isn't important. I want to make that very clear. I'm not saying your life isn't as important. It's me saying I'm in a place right now where I am compartmentalizing. And But it's also an, underst- it's an understanding. I was less prone to understand the dark years. Because there was no mission. There was no direction. They were not doing anything. It was losing for the sake of losing. Understood. It was not investing in the future. It was simply putting a team out there and playing ball. And granted, you know, never were going to win with those teams because they were never going to be good enough. No. This team is not going to win either. This team is never going to be good enough. But But this team isn't the point, right? Like, and I think that. I don't know that they're wrong for being unable to separate that, but they're they would be better served to compartmentalize. I mean, it, it, that's that's life, though. You know what I mean? Like everyone would be better served to compartmentalize. Like in no, general. I think some things warrant emotional responses. Some things warrant ire. Like it's it's. I wouldn't say it's wrong well, it for mean, certain fan it, bases. That doesn't mean you're not better to compartmentalize. I understand. Like, I understand. I mean, like, but. Sports, as you mentioned, are an emotional thing for fans, right? Like you tend to, those who are diehard, their happiness is derived from either the team's success or their their anger is derived from the team's failure. Right. And I've been there. I was there at times when it made no sense to be there, right? When the Orioles were never going to be good, I would still get upset when they would open a series in Tampa Bay and Mike Gonzalez blew a save. And it starts off 0-1, right? Like, and my friends would say, like, you really, like, you care this much? Why do you care this much? And I didn't, I don't know that I had a good answer, mm-hmm. right? It wasn't that I would be able to say, like, because the Orioles are supposed to be good, right? right? Like, it was that at the time I wanted to see winning baseball for once. I remember I would say, I just want to see them be competitive in September. That's all I want to see It's competitive baseball in September. I'm not, like, I, I think I would understand then that this is different. I, I think, it, and again, I'll go back to, I'm not sure that it's about whether or not it's different. And, and this is the weird part about it. The people that I talk to that, are, that, that, that have these conversations with me understand what they're doing. 
and understand the separation, right? I, I say this. I am... I don't even want. I'm, I'm sorry. I don't want. I didn't watch a, a pitch I of the game last night. I might watch every now and then, but there is nothing interesting to me about watching Dean Kramer pitch. There's I nothing. watch because it's Orioles baseball, right? I like mean, if, if I'm if I was home and there was nothing else on, I might. I wasn't to home have last on night. in the background, right? Like I'm not watching it. Like I, look, I, I'm certainly not in. I'm, I was not upset when it. It's disappointing, right? Once upon a time, but I hope Dean thing. Kramer. It's a, you're, it, I'm telling you that last night it did not bother. When I thought to myself, I'm not going to be able to watch a pitch of Orioles baseball. doesn't bother me one bit. No, I'm not. doesn't bother me. The outcome even, wasn't what I was disappointed it, about. It, stop, stop for a second. Let me, let me go. Um, I, it, it is not. I'm, I'm, we're two different things that are going on. People understand this is a rebuild. They get that. They're, the wanking motion is towards rebuilding. It's the anything other than trying to win. Mm-hmm. It's anything other than being competitive. It's it's that. It's the you can tell me this is different. I've talked about this before. I'm I'm disassociated from the Orioles day to day because as I keep saying, these aren't the Orioles. They're the they're the guys that are wearing Orioles uniforms until the Orioles come along. And I can disassociate myself for those reasons, right? This other argument is that we know that. That's the problem. The problem is that you would put something on the field that isn't the Orioles. I mean, this is a similar conversation to the discussion yesterday about Royal Farms Arena. How so? The notion that you are rebuilding in an attempt to acknowledge that this is the only way you're going to have success. You can't possibly be the team that is competing in dollar-wise with the Yankees, the Red Sox, the Dodgers, the Padres, or whoever the teams that are spending and unafraid to spend. The ones who are the usual suspects in free agency when a big name hits the market and are willing to pony up a hundred plus million dollars multiple times for players. So, like, the Orioles. You're trying to go deeper on something than that's there. Well, like, I think that part of this is fans' anger that the Orioles don't spend. It's definitely that. And There's no question. I would say that your perspective of that, while I can understand the frustration, neglects the reality. What's the the Orioles in this market, absent an owner taking over who has just so much money that they're willing to pay out of their pocket. Again, why should that be a fan's concern? You're saying fans shouldn't have to be pragmatic? It's, it's, I mean, nobody has to be pragmatic. Or it, it doesn't serve fans to... Like, but what, what, what's the benefit of that? What are you getting out of fandom if your fandom is, I accept economic situ... Like, that doesn't... That's not... You don't... There's no parade for that. No, I'm not arguing to celebrate no, it. But that's the point. The point is, like, what what are we doing if what we're talking about is understand more like there's no joy in that there's nothing you're not take getting anything from that that doesn't help you that doesn't make you more inclined to want to go to a game i like this because they're meeting their bottom line financially 
No. Like that, that's not a thing. You have to... It still is, I would think, preferable to... Granted, neither are good. Neither are enjoyable. But wouldn't you, as a fan, rather have hope on the horizon other than kind of just going through the motions on a yearly basis like they did in the 2000s to 2010s? I mean, you're, you're comparing two scenarios and pretending like they're the only scenarios that you can have. So what is the alternative? The Reds being, being 81 I, I, and 81 every I, year? Like, like what, are, what are we talking about as the alternative? Because there's the pipe dream where it's like, no, go win 90 games every year. And the benefit of the doubt thing, right, where I talk about the Orioles not having earned that, there's nothing Orioles baseball-wise that would suggest that's a reasonable expectation. To win 90 games every year? I mean, like, I don't... Uh, sure, but I don't, I don't understand what you're saying. This is the only way. It's not the only way. That's nonsense. This is not the only way. I mean, I, I, and I, I'm, as a guy who's been on board for the most part with this, I, you're not, you can't just say that stuff like that. This is not the only way. Stop. So then what... Use your brain. I am... Frankly, I am. No, you're not. So what is the other way? The like, o- what is the other way that would appease fans that would actually understanding like i get that it's not fun to talk about the economics of all of this to talk about the market that is baltimore to talk about all of that it's not fun it's not a fan and emotional thing it's an emotional in the sense that you get upset but you're you're saying things like the the the, this is the nature of the market well the san diego padres prove it's not the nature of the market you can be in other markets and you can still do this um you you can say that this is the only way but the tampa bay rays have proven there's a way that you can do it year in and year out and constantly be competitive and this there's is, a million different things but it didn't that can happen be done. overnight and in tampa. even it didn't they, yeah, it they didn't. had they had a lot of time where they sucked 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 and were stockpiling talent and they got to the point via an incredible developmental system an analytic approach that was ahead of the times and allowed them to stockpile talent. But they didn't get really talent. good to then suck for six years to get, try to get good again. They got good and then they stayed there. So we can criticize... And they were con- constantly good. We can criticize the way that the Orioles ran their organization from 2012 to 2018 when they were good, right? Like, we can absolutely criticize their approach to stockpiling talent and developing. you're asking a fan... To try to say, I'm going to separate and pretend as though the Orioles didn't exist until Mike Elias came along. And I get that. And again, this isn't Glenn saying I'm angry. I'm not. I'm disassociated. But it's insane for us to try to say to Joe Orioles fan, pretend as though the Orioles weren't a thing until 2018. That's nuts. You have to be... You don't have to be anything. So I could understand still being angry, carrying over from 17 to 18, right? The Orioles dropped the ball royally. They did a terrible job of doing everything they could to keep their franchise relevant and attempt to do what the Rays have done. They, they royally screwed up. It's not even necessarily what the Rays have done. Anything. To do anything at all. I get it. Maximizing the use of all of your assets. Right. They screwed up terribly. Right. Now, 
accepting that. And maybe you don't have to accept that and be able to move on and give Michael Elias and company chance, right? Like, perhaps that is where a lot of the anger comes from, is that they view Michael Elias as simply a continuation of the failures of the regime past and a continuation of Peter Angelos's spendthrift ways and unwillingness to do what it takes to put a competitive team on the field. And frankly, like, if that's the case, you are going to be in a, in, a, in a basket where you're saying, until I see it, I don't care, right? Like, until it's, they start I, winning, I, don't, I can't, I, I can't I give don't, them... I don't care. These people are talking about they're angry. Right. Okay, fine. That's the wrong sense of yeah. word. That's not apathy. It's anger. And, I'm, and if that's the case, if it's simply a continuation of the failures from 17 and 18 but it's and all, the years before, all yes. of that, right? Like, it's everything you have as an Orioles fan. That's what you have. And... I don't know. Am I? Is it because of my nature as a prospect obsessed I, sort of like I am a I relish the thought of the building of this right? Like the the idea that them investing in the Dominican, the idea that them being involved in international markets, like I can take solace in knowing that they are doing things now that they had never and, done and, in my life and prior. And I can agree with those things. And again, this is weird for me because I'm, I'm a neutral party in all of this. I can agree with those things and say I think they're good, but I can still line up with people that say, yeah, but even if they get there, I don't trust that it's going to mean anything. I, I, I get it. I, I understand. The evidence is overwhelming. I, I wish I could join you in being more pissed off. I can't, but I get it. Like to say these are all good things, but they don't put you ahead of anyone. No. They they only allow up. you to play catch up and everything else suggests that when you play catch up, you're not going anywhere. But look, it's hard to I don't know what it would be to be on the forefront of baseball right now. I mean, everyone seems to have groupthink surrounding analytics and Rebuilding is a part of that. There are a lot of teams rebuilding and there are a lot of teams that are a lot further ahead in the rebuild than the Orioles, even in the division. Um, you know, I I remain hopeful. I mean, there's nothing wrong being hopeful. I I don't have a knock on being hopeful. I I I don't really have a knock on any of this, right? I'm. This is the thing about being a neutral party at this point. Like, I really am. I'm not emotionally invested one way or the other. I think there are great points that are being made by people that say they're angry. I, I think there is reason to to think that that there are signs that this could work. I am absolutely not of the belief that it's coming anytime soon. I've made that abundantly clear. I think there are people that are far too positive about this. And I, I think this is still drastically far away. Maybe not individual players. Like I think Adley Rutschman might be here, and maybe he'll be a rock star very soon, but one rock star does not a, a rebuild make i don't it can break that's the that's the problematic part about it um i i'm i'm i am neutral about this i'm not i don't feel strongly one way or the other they didn't they, they never needed to do this and and if i said that and i i've thought about that that maybe i said you have to do this you've said this is the only way the orals are going to win i don't think i said it was the only way series. i never Compete. believe i never believe i said it was the only way i don't believe that for one second now now if I did, it was a mistake. I don't believe I ever said it was the only way. What I do believe I said was, based on the roadmap that was presented by other teams, 
based in the situation they put themselves in, it might have been the best way. That I believe I said. I just have this. I, I never believe with I the, said the only way. I struggle with the other than treating pipe dreams as reality. I struggle with the notion that there was another way. You're saying from when Elias showed up? Correct. From, Correct. Um, no, there were plenty of other ways still at that point. There what, were plenty like of what, other ways. How, how would they have restocked the Major League roster to a point where they would be competitive in the AL East? Like, what is the path other than suddenly the Orioles being the team that does not have a budget? Like, what is the path? I mean, the, the, spending money is the answer, yes. They, that's, that's the answer, plain and simple. And saying, well, I don't think they have the money to spend, that you're, you're doing two different things. There are paths. You're saying, well, I don't think they were going to do that. Yes, pragmatically, I don't think they were going to do that, 100%. But that's not for a fan to be concerned about. To, to sit there and say, I think they had to do this, that, that fans have no obligation to that. This is not their money. In fact, you would argue that it's worse than that because it is, right? Like, I'm the one that's spending the money that allows you to, you know, like, you're, you're making me, in order to watch the games, pay my cable package in, in order to do it. Like, I, I, I get charged the most for mass and then I get charged for anything. And Lord knows, I, I sure as hell ain't watching anything else on that network. No offense. Well, ESPN News. Thank you. I already have. Um so so it's worse than that, right? Like you're making me spend money that you're not spending. It's 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 doubled down. I the the anger is not misplaced. It's it's not remotely misplaced. Some responses that have come in. I don't even know exactly what I'm defining this conversation as. I'm I I felt introspective last I'm night. I'm not looking to discredit anger. I'm not looking to say that people are wrong I, I, for their emotions. I'm trying to figure out if I should be angrier, I think. If I can I be, angry be angry when, and it does bother me, when Major League Baseball players make such inexcusable, fundamental mistakes. That's, that's such a small thing, man. That's not this. I mean, that's just, that's not this. But as speaking from, going back to 2011... Speaking from somebody who could at least take pride in the fact that for once it felt like the Orioles had a manager who was doing everything he could to control the controllables. But you're having a different conversation. People aren't mad about an individual play that occurred in a game. That's not the problem here. That has nothing to do with it. They're, they're not mad about that. They're mad about the state of the organization. They're mad about having... Th- these players aren't good. This is not about the manager. This is not... The players aren't... They're not Major League Baseball players. No doubt. Well, three of them are. Uh, maybe. You know, like... Three of them are, but yes, I hear I mean, you. like, th- this is not a... They, that's what they're mad about. They're mad about continuously putting people out on a Major League Baseball field that aren't Major League Baseball players. They're not mad about one specific thing that happened... As as you know, as awful as the rundown thing was, that's not what the anger is. The anger is about the totality of the picture. It's not you're trying to, to zero in on something that's not there. Well, I'm not angry about the totality of the I, picture. I right? understand like, that, but I'm not. Then, then I'm not talking about you. I get it, but I can. 
you're 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 doing something else. I still think they should be able to separate this from that. This Did, from the past. Why? Because there's Why should least, anyone separate this from the past? Because this is at least an acknowledgement that the team currently is not supposed to be good. There's right. I saying that I understand why this is different than the 2008 Orioles is one thing. We have more recent history than that. You, you, this thing where you say, well, hey, this isn't that. That's all well and good. What we have more recently is if they get good, it ain't going to matter either. I get it. That's the benefit Th- of the doubt thing here, right? Like that, That's where I can understand. But their- that's when you ask somebody to separate from the past, that the, the past, it, the, 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 more, the recent is more troubling than the past. In the 2017 The more recent, the now, more recent is if you get there, it ain't going to matter either. That this is all just an exercise. Mm-hmm. That we're just going through the motions for the sake of going through the motions. So saying, hey, I think this is better than 2006, like, cool. Uh, neat, neato, gang, neato, it's better than 2006. Now talk to me about what happened four years ago. Look, I cannot let them off the hook. And that's why I understand the anger. The Machado and company, Britain, bungling. You know, if they knew they weren't going to pay him, it's inexcusable to just see it out and see what happens. And so I understand the people that say, I can't, I'm not on board. I'm not on board. I'm angry that I have to go through this as a fan. It pisses me. I get it. I get it. If I was capable of saying of promising you that this was going to be different, I would do that. I can't do that. I cannot promise you that this will be different. I I hope because I'm going to be here and I'm going to root for this team. I hope it's different, but I don't know that for a second. For a second, I don't know if these players pan out. Are they going to sign them? It's why I wrote about John Means a couple weeks ago. Are you going to buy out the arbitration years? Mullins is the obvious. At some point, I I don't know if Mullins is the obvious one. I'm saying Mullins is the one where you should be able to hold their feet to the fire. If Mullins plays like this next year. Yeah, that's that's down the road. Right now, you've got a pitcher. Right now, you've got a guy that has an established track record as a major league pitcher. It's not two and a half months of success. You've got an established, are you going to buy out that guy's arbitration years? Mullins, that's down the road somewhere. It's a year from now, frankly. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe a year from now. One more year before arbitration. Right. Yeah. Uh, before arbitration. I'm not worried about I get it. But you know, like I they need to figure out he needs to do it for a, a long enough time that they know that. Somebody that's might who argue he is. this is your best chance to do it. Somebody might argue that seeing him play like this is gonna get you the best value for his production. That maybe, even if he's maybe, not this is a hitter, he's still gonna maybe, be a valuable player. I think player, you would right? be I don't think there would be many major league the scouts that you uh, that I have in my life would say I need more, I need more. He was not there was not a track record with Cedric Mullins that he was definitely going to be this guy. I need a little bit more, which is the same thing we said about John Means. For what it's worth, I need a little bit more. Cedric Mullins might very well be this guy right now. I would bet he's maybe he's a, not this, but he's something he's closer be an to eight this. Win above replacement. That Correct. seems like a far fetched thought, but if he's even a four guy, I, then, then, there's, might very, then there's value to buying him. Very well right? proved to be that guy, and I, that 
Means is the guy at the moment that has the track record. If you're if you're not buying out his arbitration years, you what are you telling me? Are you announcing to me that we're putting something together and maybe there'll be a window and maybe we'll get lucky and you know we can create something? But then once that happens, these guys are all going to go somewhere else. Well, it's a it's a double edged sword. If it's if you're not buying out his arbitration years and you're not and again, it, him being injured sort of throws a wrench into plans. And you are not definitely going to trade him and maximize the value. It's then that is certainly a more than valid discussion. But it's it, the, the discussion's not specifically about John Means. It's specifically about what. Why do I believe that this will be different? Why do I believe that you'll become the Houston Astros and competitive every year instead of? becoming the 2012 Baltimore Orioles. It might come together a little bit. If it does, cool. No, it's, it's, if it's, not... They do not have the benefit of the doubt. And they shouldn't have the benefit no doubt. of the doubt. Like, like, that's an that's understandable position. And I'm not even giving them the benefit of the doubt that they will spend when they say they will, right? When they say they will spend money once their window is here... I'm not even in belief of that, right? I still need to see it to believe it, right? Like, was always shocked when they gave the contract they did to Chris Davis. Sucks that it blew up in their mm-hmm. face the way it did, right? It sucks that in the past decade, the times they've spent money in multi-year contracts have done nothing to reinforce the idea that it's the good thing to do for them. That's not. I, mean, I understand. You not, can't let not me, a, your failures dictate thing. how you that's act, right? Like Ubaldo Jimenez right. flaming uh, out is not. John from Little Rock. This current depiction of a once proud Baltimore Orioles franchise is a disgrace. I don't know how anyone can get behind intentionally losing for years. There's no guarantee this fraudulent plan will really work. We all know the owners have plenty fraudulent of money. Is what? I don't know that fraudulent is implying that they are willfully misleading. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know that it's fraudulent. Uh, David Sampson, of course, when he was on with us a couple year, weeks ago, would say, you better be careful because more often than not it is, that this this is just something that they tell you they're doing because they want you to believe it. They're not actually doing anything. They just don't want to spend any money, right? I don't know that, and I, I have no reason... I have no reason to believe that it's... I don't think that would be... The, like I get that this is pennies compared to what it would cost to extend a real baseball player. But spending whatever twenty five million dollars to build a state of the art facility in the Dominican Republic. Yeah, you're not gonna. That's not. I mean, like again, you, that that's that's things you have to do now to be a baseball team. Like you have to have a stadium. You have to have. I understand like, you jerseys. say you have, you have to, have but to, they, they they certainly weren't. Right? I, I, like, I understand that, but saying that this is this is proof they're committed because they're doing the things they were supposed to do all along. That's. That's just proof that they're ready to be a major league baseball team. Like that's not, and I'm not. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. They needed to do it. They needed to. One hundred percent. They needed to do it. But that alone does not does not prove anything. You know what I mean? It's 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 just proof of. You know, the, the you have a clubhouse. You have a, all the things that you have to have in order to be a, in the major leagues at this point. Um, it's got to go a step beyond that. Um, uh, they f- he follows up. They have plenty of resources. They have screwed the Nats continually financially with the Nats going above and actually fielding a real team while the Orioles are killing businesses in downtown. I I mean, 
I, I am, John, I am torn about that. The Nationals agreed to something. I get it. Like I think it, he's arguing more about the fact that the Nationals still find a way to spend despite being screwed. No, but, but they're not being screwed is my point. The Nationals have not been screwed. We, you don't have to like it. But the agreement was the agreement. Okay, despite the f- I think that's but those are two different. Di- yes. But they are two different conversations. Despite the fact that the Nationals the are not seeing all of the money from their TV revenue, which is what we've widely been led to believe is the main source of revenue for baseball clubs, right? Like, I think that's the point he's trying I, to make. I don't. That part of the point is relevant. But I, I, I am as much as I don't believe. I have never. I don't believe, for example, that the Leonces should be able to strong arm Baltimore from getting an M- uh, NBA team. I believe every city. Every market should have the opportunity to freely, you know, do whatever they want to do. It would have, I would have been, my life would have been far worse if Jack Kent Cook had been able to prevent Baltimore from ever getting a football team. Now, it's a very unique, football is unlike the others in that there is no regional television market. So, it is, it is apples and oranges, these comparisons. Mm-hmm. But, I have never been of the belief that any one owner should be able to also own other cities and hold them hostage from being able to have a team of their own in a professional major American professional sports league. I don't like that, but, but it doesn't change fact. The fact is there was an agreement that was put into place. This was the agreement that doesn't change. Mm -hmm. So I don't agree that they're getting screwed. They're trying to get a better deal. Well, it wasn't the deal they cut. It was the previous owners. It was owners. the deal they ex- that was accepted by the franchise. They're trying to get a better deal, and I don't blame them for trying to get a better deal one bit. I don't blame them remotely for trying to get a better mm-hmm. deal. But I don't agree with they're getting screwed, and I'll never agree with that. I'll never get on board with that. Um, from Brian Powell. The problem with the O's... Uh, he's on. It's Matt Rambo, not Matthew Rambo. Uh, the problem with the Orioles situation is there is no timeline for Where them to I be... Matthew? I don't know. I may be in the rundown. I couldn't tell you. The problem with the Orioles situation is there is no timeline for them to be competitive. Um, There's no timeline for them to be competitive by or change course. There's also no guarantee that it'll produce playoff baseball teams. I, I, I agree. I, I, I agree with that. And that's part of the reason why I can't, when somebody tells me they're angry and they're not on board, I can't tell them they should be. I want to under, and I don't even bother. I don't bother to try to tell them why they should be on board because I don't know that this is going to work. No clue whether this will work or not. None. I'd be surprised if Adley Rutschman and Grayson Rodriguez and D.L. Hall all become quality major leaguers and the Orioles are never even like competitive, but I can't guarantee any amount of that. There is no guarantee. No, there will be plenty. If it comes to fruition, there will be plenty of people who were not in favor of the rebuild who will be happy to enjoy the fruits mm-hmm. of the rebuild. That's fine. That that's This is some perverted thing that we do as fans where we try to pretend like, well, we were the ones that were at the games and they were losing. We're the only ones that get to enjoy this. F that. No one has an obligation to enjoy losing or to invest in it 100 or to invest in anything they don't have an obligation to put give their money to in any sort of way if they want to get on board when the team's winning i get it it's it's enjoying civic it's pride natural. it's only natural it's, there's nothing wrong with that um but i can't tell you that i cannot tell you not just with certainty 
but even um, with a with with particular confidence that this will definitely pan out to be anything uh, beyond something better than it is currently because the bar is so low. And that's have I been conditioned to accept the bare minimum? Maybe to an extent because of just how inept everything was throughout my life. That having a manager like Buck Showalter come along who actually held players accountable for mistakes and expected there to be fundamental baseball, right, was a change. Or that they would actually have their minor league teams working in lockstep, right? Like, So is it possible that I am too accepting of the fact that now it feels like they've got an actual organization that can identify and develop talent better than they ever had in my life, and that that being what I feel as though the truth well, I mean, makes I, me I feel better I, I, about... I'm being honest with you. I don't really know where that's coming mm, from. The idea that Michael Elias, Sigmaidal, and company were instrumental to what the Astros oh, did. All right, if you're based on what the Astros did, I guess I understand that a little bit. More. So the idea that I think we have seen gains in a prospect sense, in the system overall. We have transitioned from there being 10 guys but, but, that you even had a little bit of hope But a for. lot of those guys predated this. this. Like, that, that, that's the part that, like, I'm, 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 I'm trying to be careful about this because I don't want to say that I don't think these guys can do it, but we can't give them credit for things that they haven't accomplished yet. Like, I, again, if what you're saying is I'm basing it on what they did in Houston, I'm, I'm fine with that. And, and, and Adley Rutschman, we're all excited about, but... Th- yeah, it's a no-brainer. Yeah, it was like, not something that you had to really think about. Correct. I get it. Th- what we haven't seen yet is that these guys can find... Look, Henderson and Westberg are encouraging. To some extent, sure, but we have no idea if there... There were plenty of these... The, those guys have existed forever in the Orioles system. There have been plenty of guys, low level, that people have said, oh, that guy might be a baseball player. But we don't know yet. And it's not me saying I don't think they can. It's me saying I'm not giving them credit for something yet that they haven't done. I'm not doing that, right? Like, I'm not going to say they've completely changed things. Well, the guys that we're talking to, the Grayson Rodriguez's were here before. And that didn't that wasn't a player that was selected at the top of the first round. That was a player that was selected at the back end of the first round. It was 11th, I believe. It was a, was, ma- I think it wasn't was, at the top. It wasn't at the top. I think he was 11th. I'm not. I don't think that he was. I think that's still too early. It might have been nineteen. It was one that of those. That sounds two. more. That sounds more like it. Um, I don't think that doesn't. Grayson Rodriguez was no. He was the eleventh. You're right. You're right. But still, this is not a guy that was a surefire. Everybody, anybody can make this pick. This was still somebody that you had to decide was your guy. There's more credit to the past regime at the moment. Than the current regime. Understanding which, also they had one draft with only five players to pick, I, right? I, un- and I get th- it. Th- th- these I, things, I get it. All these things, like at the pandemic and all, like it's. What I'm really saying isn't I don't think these guys can do it. I'm saying. There's no proof. Until we get there, I can't tell you that they can. These guys, Jordan Westberg, Gunnar Henderson, they might all turn out to be quality major league players. And when they do, I'm going to say, 
damn, these guys are good at drafting. Mm-hmm. But they got to do it. They, they have to get there before you can Going under slot only matters if you actually find players that are good. Correct. Correct. 100%. From Paul, when I moved to streaming live TV five years ago, I thought I would miss not being able to watch Orioles games. I was dead wrong. I'm glad I don't pay extra to watch that crap show. That speaks to the anger. I get it. I get it. I'm not telling you not to be angry. I can't do that. It would be irresponsible of me to say, here's why you shouldn't be angry. I, I, I'm not, personally. I'm apathetic. I get it. I'm not... I, I, I have... A, mm, I, as a sports fan in general, have prioritized higher level of entertainment, things that I'm more passionate about. Those are the things that I care about at this point in my life. And it's easy for me to say, I'm apathetic. If John Means is pitching a no-hitter one day, I'm going to want to watch it. I've thought about cutting out cable. I haven't done it because I still want to have Orioles games. Mm -hmm. And I still want to have it as the option, despite the fact that, again, openly, I will go weekends without watching the Orioles this season. Sure. And and I'm less likely to watch on the weekends. Well, yeah, I mean, sure, there's other things going on. Right. So I'm 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 not I'm not where you are, but I get it. I get it. I bet there are a lot of people that have made that decision and haven't regretted it one bit. And you well, know, this, is, this isn't the time to regret it right now, right? Like, of course not. You're gonna maybe think differently if they have Adley Rutschman, Grayson, like if they actually have get to the point where we feel like we should be expecting competitive baseball. I mean, sure, sure. I mean, at that point, you probably will want to be back on board, no doubt. But. That doesn't mean that you shouldn't be angry now. It's a fa- Look, I, I don't have an answer to the. Uh, uh, Dave says, Glenn, I appreciate you having this conversation. I'm absolutely more in the angry side. In more of the angry side. All right, but I'm, I'm overthinking that. Well, I, that's what he meant, but he didn't say that. I'm absolute, absolutely in more of the angry side. That being said, I do think that there is reason to believe that things could be good in the future. I probably am more in the camp of the group of people you're talking about that think that even if it is good, it will be fleeting. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's, I mean that is part of this. I'm not going to say part, there's not the there, fear there. There's, there's a big part of this that even if I'm not telling you I don't think this will work. I'm telling you I don't think it matters. I mean, that's a huge part of the problem here. I'm not telling you that the, the, the rebuild is bad or that it isn't better than 2006. I'm telling you, who cares? If they rebuild, so what? They're not going to do anything with it. And so I'm reserving that anger, right? Like, I am, that will absolutely exist if and when we get to that point. I will not forgive them for a scenario that plays out where Adley Rutschman Grayson Rodriguez, D.L. Hall, Gunnar Henderson, mm-hmm. all these guys show up and are who we hoped they were. They are who they thought they were, and we let them off the hook. And they walk. 
I would be irate. It would probably it would probably be the end of my Orioles fandom if I'm being entirely honest. Yeah, that, to an extent. To an extent. I'm not it would be it would be stripping me like you know, why, why would you do that now when you didn't do it the last time? Because this is what they are doing now, the rebuild thing. Uh-huh. Where they are saying this losing is not simply us going through but the motions as part is, of the plan. Why, why would them not doing anything? If it, if it didn't make you stop being an Orioles fan when they did it with Manny Machado, mm-hmm. why would you suddenly stop being an Orioles fan now? Because this I mean, regime... I, it just comes off very overdramatic. No, this regime is one that was brought in to do it a certain way. And if in this world... The talent is here, and they just leave without recouping value. But they did that once. I mean, I get it. That was still always a, unless, like, of course, like that we hoped they would have gotten a king's ransom from Machado in Britain, continued the trends. Look, that didn't happen. I am still upset about that. Right. But I can still separate the regimes, and give Elias and company a chance to prove that they will either extend or maximize. So if they just hire another general manager, then you'll be right back on board. I I don't understand what you're saying. It would be, it would be the, it would be the death blow of any hope for me. It would be the idea that in a situation where you have made, you're still not telling me how it's different. How is it different? What it is they're trying to do. But if they come in and do it again, why wouldn't you just, I, I, I'm I'm so confused by what you're saying. I'm they because it would have look the thing you're talking about. They've already done. They did it. They did that. They they just didn't do anything. They just let guys walk for next to nothing for pennies on the dollar. Never winning anything of significance in the pro. I mean, they won a division. That's significant, but that's that's what they have to show for it is one division title. They did that. Mm-hmm. Why didn't that wreck your Orioles fandom? I guess there was the side of things also where they also did things I didn't expect them to do, right? They were paying more money for players than they had in quite some time. There were signs that they were so if they willing. So re- if they re-sign Rutschman but let everybody else walk and Rutschman's around and nobody else that's any good, that would change your mind? I'm, no. I'm, 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 I, I, it's about the totalitarian. I'm, 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 wa- I'm wasting time on it. I, I don't think that I'm going to get an answer that I'm going to like here. I, it makes no sense. I'm not going to be overdramatic about it. I will always be an Orioles fan because I live in Baltimore, and that's the team that I root for. I grew up here. Those are my memories. That That's the point of sports. Will I always be invested night in and night out? No. I, I'm not now. I'm, I'm, I'm never going to, and never again in my life will someone just get investment from me because they exist. That's something you do You know, when you're young, and it's part of your identity. As you get older and you realize, like, I, I've, I've got I've to spend my time and energy and money more wisely, you don't do that any longer. But I'm not going to suddenly go become a, a Chicago White Sox fan. That makes no sense. I'll always be an Orioles fan forever. But this season, I'm not invested. Period. Now, I knew that going in. It's not, it's not because they're losing baseball games. I knew before the season started I wasn't going to be invested. I knew that. I wasn't making any plans 
around investment in the Baltimore Orioles going into this season. Sure. Well, I was in the minor leagues, right? Like I'm sure, sure. There's there, and it, but that's limited. I mean, let me, I'm not. I'm still in. Like, and, and 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 you need to be honest. It's you're saying I'm that surface you're not. Level. You're it's not at all. Like invest, you're not invested even a little bit. It's surface level. I want. To you see haven't the gone players. to a game. You haven't. That's not what I. It's my attention and my hope for the in, team. That's right? not like, investment. That's just that's fle- That's passive. That's where my emotional. But it's, you keep saying that. Is. There's no investment there. You're not invested. I am still... You're interested. That's a different thing, and that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But that's all it is. So then it would be... If this is the situation that I'm talking about, if it just flames out because they just let it flame out, they just let the six years run its course for the guys that are going to be on the major league team for the Orioles, and they walk. I need, I need to do something. I'm sorry. I'm so far behind in reads. I need to tell everybody that today's show is brought to you by C3 American Exteriors. Don't let the insurance industry get one over on you. Call C3 to get roof and siding repairs for just the cost of your home insurance deductible. 410-401-9797 or go to C3America.com to get your free analysis. Go ahead. If they have this situation play out where Rutschman walks, signs of the Yankees, or insert team willing to spend here, all the players that are actually good baseball players have their six years of major league service time run out and the Orioles next year are whoever the guys after them are. I will probably look, maybe it is hyperbolic to say I won't be an Orioles fan, right? But I will probably to an extent disassociate with any interest. Uh, But that's, that's how is that different than this year? The interest is still there in the rebuild. What do you mean by the interest? You're saying you're not gonna, you're not gonna check to see how the games are going. You're going. I, 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 I would have I, no. I think you're there, trying there would, there to would say be something. Like no hope. I would have no hope for anything. If they, the notion would be that they would come in and say, "Well, here's what the next plan is going to yeah, be." No, I would be done with. I, for one, am still giving Elias and company the benefit of the doubt right now. There's a difference between how I feel currently in that I but, do believe. I do believe in Elias and Company's why, ability to— Why, if they hire the next Mike Elias, would it be different? You're I not telling me that. I don't think—if they show—look, Dan Duquette didn't want to let Manny Machado I understand walk, that. Right? Like, I don't think— if this situation with Elias and company fails, that they'd be able to get the next Michael Elias. What, they, they will always be able to get that guy. No offense, and I mean this with all due respect, Michael Elias was not in that much demand. I, and I know that as a fact. In fact, I know something else about why Michael Elias got the job. And the, the Orioles weren't all that, like I'm trying, I want to be careful about what I say here. There was a circumstance by which Mike Elias got the job that if that circumstance hadn't been in place, they wouldn't have hired Mike Elias. He was not so drastically in demand that the Orioles felt like we have like it was it was not a coup the way that some people wanted to present it that they were getting Mike Elias. He was a thought of person that was going to eventually get a job, but this was not a the Orioles outbid or, or, or won the war in order to land Mike Elias at that point. 
And that's not a knock. By the way, I'll make that very clear. It's not me saying I don't think the guy can do the job. It's I'm not going to do revisionist history. He was not a savior. He was a guy. And a guy that kind of fit. He wasn't someone that had a lot of other options. The Orioles certainly didn't have better options. There will always be some young, thought-of baseball mind that wants to be a general manager. That will always be the case. Now, I don't know... Again, this is some hypothetical situation that we're playing out here. Probably not worth the time we're giving it. But this thing, there, there can always be the next one. This can go on forever. You can also go... You can revert back to just admittingly, openly admitting that you're not trying that you're just going to be the Cincinnati Reds or whoever you're going to be, that there you could do that if you want. doesn't really make any sense for an organization to do that. It always makes more sense to at least say there's a plan. I, I don't want to come off as being too negative because I don't think it's doomsday yet. At the major league level, it sure as hell is. It's, it's horrendous. But for the entirety of the organization, I don't think it's doomsday. But I'm... I've never been of the belief that Mike Elias was a savior. He's not. I thought He's he, a guy. I thought he <clears throat> at least was hired to address the blind spots. The idea that the Orioles had fallen so short, and it's not even falling short, they hadn't tried, in so many necessary departments. And those were sort of his specialty. So... There was a sense of, I don't know if it's relief. I was happy to see what they seemed to be prioritizing. Okay, I mean, that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that, but we've gone gone down far too many different paths from where we started this conversation that I I don't know that we can get back. We'll just call this an hour of therapy, just talking through everything that we can talk through. I'm, I'm not... I want to make this very clear. I'm not telling anybody how they should feel about this. John, to your point that apathy is worse than anger, in general, that's true. I'm, but I think I would say I'm apathetic, but I'm malleable, right? Like, I, I can be bent. I, I, am, I am apathetic as a whole, but I, I, that can come back quickly. I, I was invested in John Means the day that he threw a no-hitter. I was seriously invested. I'm still invested in Cedric Mullins and Ryan Mountcastle and Trey Mancini, right? Like I, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm invested in Trey Mancini because I like him. I'm invested. I like I still have hope for. I, you're not. The, you're, and it, like the, the disappointment you, you I felt say, last you night. You keep when, saying invested. You're not invested. Say a different word. Use use. So what whatever. does it mean to be invested in your opinion? Then? In, invested means you're there. You are living and dying every day. You are in. You're not that. You're something, and I'm not. It's probably a little bit more than what I am. Whatever it is, maybe I don't know. I trust me. I'm interested. I'm viewing it as a puzzle, right? Like there's 15 pieces here. The Reels need, at least you know, maybe too much, but like you get what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. If they're ever gonna be really good, they need to have a really good roster. Correct. They need to have eight to ten high level players. Sure. Extremely high level players. So, I'm pragmatic. In the sense that I understand there was never going to be a scenario where in 2021 they were going to have that bingo card filled. Mm -hmm. It just was never going to happen. It's the reason why I can't be emotionally swayed one way or another 
by much of anything on the Major League Baseball field this year. Mm-hmm. But I can still acknowledge and ascribe hope mm-hmm. to what I feel is the development of pieces, of a, a chip on that bingo card. I can say if Cedric Mullins turns around next year and is a 230 hitter, mm-hmm. I'll be upset. It will be very disappointing because I do think that in that diamond, they have one of those pieces that's going to be a part of a competitive baseball team and in the this, future. This is, again, this is getting, you know, you, you're bringing up one, one we're, we're trying to compare um, micro to macro here, right? Like uh, the, the, All we have this year is a micro in the sense of what you can really... Uh, uh, the macro is they're doing what we, what they should be doing at the minor league level, right? They're they're doing more developmentally and right. to stack resources and to fill the system now than they have in my lifetime prior. So macro wise, I can't be upset because I'm not going to be upset about taking the stance of a rebuild. I can't be upset by anything macro wise right now, right? That's sort of just the reality. Mm, I, I, uh, yeah, probably probably true. Probably true. I, I mean, I have to think about that more. So the micro thing is the Major League Baseball team on a day-to-day basis. Well, and there's very little that can happen that would well, make the, me pissed. I mean, the micro thing is also the, the – I mean, there, there are other micro things. You know, you could, there are a lot of people that were bothered by Ryan Mountcastle struggling to start the season. Yeah, thank you. Um, and, but, yes, that's, that's disappointing. Like, that's what I'm saying. Last night was disappointing in that Dean Kramer was somebody that entering the season I said I would have hope for. I said that there was a non-zero percent chance that he could be one of those bingo chips. Definitely not the case right no, now. No, I mean it's, it's I, hard I, to find a situation where he ends up being that. And, now. and and part of that is I never believe that, so I'm not. So maybe I mean? I'm more hopeful in that way, like a romantic hopefulness toward prospects, right? Like I'm guilty of that in most sports, right? Like I enjoy. Oh, but that's uh, we're set. All right, we're so we're so far gone. We're so far gone from where this began that I can't. You know what I mean? Like it's about I can't. anger, right? Like I can't tell you you're wrong for being angry. The, the, I won't. That's my point from the get go. I'm not angry, but I'm not. I understand why people are, and I wish I could join you. I, if if that's if you're looking for that voice, I wish I could be your voice. I'm I'm not. I'm out. I'm out on the anger. There's. I'm certainly going to be the first person to say anybody who suggests that this is going to work, no. It might, but I will absolutely step in and say I have no proof that it's going to work. Anybody who says, well, everything's going to change if they ever... I, I, will, I will be a guardrail for getting carried away. I'm not angry. But that's not about my relationship with the Orioles. That's about me. It's about me personally. I'm not, I don't know what I get angry about anymore. Related to sports. Uh, you know, I, I get angry about life things. I get angry when you make a decision. I get angry about the Ravens sometimes. I mean, I, in, in like a moment, and then it, it's, fle- it's gone. It's gone by the next day. I, I don't, I don't, that doesn't remain, right? Like I'm, I'm still, I'm still angry they traded away Anquan Bolden. Right, like I'm still angry about that, and I'll always be angry about, about and all yeah. how the Orioles handled. I'll never get over that. I'll never ever get over that. Mm-hmm. But on a day-to-day basis, at this point, no, not angry. I get angry when I think about the idea of signing Antonio Brown. That makes me angry. 
because that's that's bigger than sports. It's it's life. That angers me. Um, you know, winning and losing that doesn't anger me any longer. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It, 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 that's part of the problem here, right? I, I wish maybe if I could still get angry, I'd be in a different place. I just can't. I got too many other things. And I'd like to hope that we all do. Whatever you got going on in your life, there's something else that's more important than that. All right. This took a more than an hour. I didn't intend for that to be the case. I'm sorry. We did some therapy. We went to a bunch of different places. I appreciate it. I'm still getting responses in. I, I, I've, I've, we've already gone over it for an, over an hour. I don't want to spend any more time on it. Just something that came up last night that was organic and I wanted to talk about a little bit more. Also, I don't know what's going on. I guess I don't know what this is. Sorry. I don't know what that is. I got to go get some water during this break. Today's show also brought to you by Mobile One. Mobile One full synthetic motor oil helps extend engine life. Visit your local Jiffy Lube service center. Ask for Mobile One. We come back in. Matt Rambo is going to join us. Maryland lacrosse legend. We'll uh, chat with him as the PLL comes to town this weekend. It's on the way. It's Glenn Clark Radio. From the Chesapeake Employers Insurance Studio, Chesapeake Employers Insurance is your workers' compensation insurance specialist. Hey, this is Chris Rowland from Great Ace Memorabilia. And June 27th from 12 to 4, we want to invite you out to the first ever Tucker Fest for the Brigands Brigade Foundation. Come meet Justin Tucker. Listen to a free live concert from Joey Harkham and Dave Teeth. Jeremy Kahn will be in the Express Exterior Design Dunk Booth. We'll have food trucks from Jimmy's Famous Seafood, vendors, and a huge cornhole tournament. This is a free family fun event on Sunday, June 27th from 12 to 4 p.m. at Jerry's Toyota on Bel Air Road. For more information, go to GreatEightsMemorabilia.com. That's Great Eights with the number eight letter S. And remember, Great Eights Memorabilia, be great. Sports and Social Maryland is bringing the ultimate UFC fight night experience to you at Live Casino and Hotel. Watch Dustin Poirier take on the former champion, Conor McGregor, and get the ringside feeling with our state-of-the-art AV system and stadium seating. They take sports viewing to the next level with a massive 100-foot media wall, 47-foot big screen, 40 HD TVs, extensive beer selection, big eats, in-venue gaming, bowling, and more. They're raising the sports bar at Sports and Social Maryland. Come see for yourself. Tickets now on sale for UFC 264 at SportsSocialMD.com. That's SportsSocialMD.com. Must be 21. Please play responsibly. For help, visit MDGamblingHelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER. Here it Watch out! For the first time, the PGA Tour's FedEx Cup Playoffs is coming to Maryland. The top 70 players in the world converge on Kays Valley Golf Club for the 2021 BMW Championship, August 24th through 29th, 2021. Baltimore's iconic and challenging course provides the perfect test as the playoffs heat up. Tickets are now available. Don't miss your chance to watch the drama unfold. Visit BMWChampionship.com today. For more than 100 years, Chesapeake Employers Insurance has been helping Maryland businesses keep their workers safe. With competitive pricing and an AM Best, A-minus financial strength rating, it's no surprise that Chesapeake Employers is Maryland's largest writer of workers' comp insurance. At the end of every workday, someone's waiting for your safe return. Connect with your agent or visit CEIWC.com. 
redefine your skills, inspire change, and make a difference. The Army offers the new generation of youth the ability to be part of something bigger than themselves, while also improving who they will become individually. Soldiers have the ability to impact the world in many different ways. The Army supports humanitarian missions ranging from the COVID-19 response to natural and man-made disasters. Visit GoArmy.com forward slash Baltimore. The journey begins on remote mountain farms and plantations in the lush tropical regions of countries like Colombia and Brazil, where the best coffee beans are grown. The beans are harvested by hand, carefully sorted, bagged, shipped, and finally roasted. And the journey ends as your cup of rich, flavorful Royal Farms coffee, the freshest and best coffee in the world. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. Hi, it's Glenn Clark for Window Nation. When it comes to cost and quality, Window Nation has you covered, saving you thousands more on your windows compared to national brands while providing the same, if not better, quality. Want detail? Window Nation measures each window three times to ensure proper fit. And after they install your new windows, they leave your home cleaner than it was before. Get 50% off every style window plus put no money down make no payments and pay no interest for 24 months 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com tell them glenn clark sent you window nation the perfect fit you are out you are listening to glenn clark radio at glennclarkradio.com Paul from Movielando, uh, I made the mistake of watching the first inning of the game last night. I kind of felt sorry for Dean Kramer only getting one out and continuing to get shelled in the first inning of games. The thing that perplexes me more, though, is how can the Diamondbacks be worse than the Orioles? They weren't last night. They didn't play. So they got that going for them. Orioles, uh, 20 straight road losses. Also prefaces it by saying I have no idea how serious uh, Kerstad's condition is, but hypothetically if he ends up not being able to resume his career, how devastating is that the current rebuild? I'm not ready to go there yet, Paul, because we have no reason to think that he's not going to ever play baseball again at this point. Um, I, I will say generically, Heston Kerstad, through no fault of anybody's, if he does not become a significant major leaguer, there's no doubt you can't, you can't have a second overall pick that doesn't pan out and have that not hurt you. Now, for what it's worth, the Astros had multiple multiple number one overall picks that didn't work out, and they still went on to become World Series champions. Flooding the system, and the Orioles are hopefully still trying to do that, and the the drafting of Kerstad allowed them to sign guys like Carter Baumler and other guys who hopefully are... you You hope that's the case. Today's show is also brought to you by your local Toyota dealer and buyatoyota.com. Make the most out of every day in a Toyota RAV4 available in hybrid or gas-only models. A RAV4 can get you where you want to go in style. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new RAV4s from your local Toyota dealer today. We had to do this a little bit earlier on um, because of his schedule getting in town, but an opportunity to catch up with uh, Maryland lacrosse legend, Matt Rambo, right here on GCR. Well, as we've been talking about all week, the uh, PLL is back in town all weekend, starting tonight, five games at Homewood Field at Johns Hopkins. Our next guest, all this man's ever done is, you know, be a Tawartan winner, help Maryland finally end the run of four decades without a national championship. And then he went to the PLL where he was MVP and he's won two titles in two years. Other than that, not much. She is uh, from the Whip Snakes. 
He's Matt Rambo, and he's with us now here on GCR. Matt, it's Glenn. It's great to chat with you, man. Thank you so much for taking a couple of minutes for us. Uh, thank you for uh, having me on on your uh, on your radio set, and I, I appreciate you guys. And it feels good to be back in Baltimore. It's not too far from College Park, so it's uh, it's, it's going to be a fun weekend. How many games in your life have you lost at Homewood Field? Um, I think two. I could be wrong, mm. but I think two. Mm, that's unacceptable. That's un- that's an unacceptable number. <laughs> it needs to be zero. That's the way that yeah, it needs to go. Hey, that's um, right. can, can you, you know, you've been through Maryland Hopkins at Homewood Field, right? You were here two years ago for that Saturday night game that was just bat-ass bonkers with the crowd that was there for that. Um, is there anything in lacrosse that compares to these games that you've played over the years in that venue? At, at Homewood Field? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, Hopkins is obviously a rival, so... At Maryland, so obviously these games were packed house, full, yeah. full of fans, sold out, and they're awesome. But College Park, uh, Maryland Stadium, Bird Stadium, when I was there, is better than Homewood. I mean, I, okay. I, I, first of all, I appreciate you saying that. I'm a Maryland guy, so I appreciate you saying that, and I and I mean that. It is. It's a little bit different, though, when, like, nobody can move and everybody's screaming on you than when you're playing in, like, a 60,000-seat place, right? Like, there's something about that that's just a little bit different. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's everyone's on top of you. It's very historical, and uh, there's been millions of games that I've watched there on TV or in person. So it's awesome. I play there in high school when they used to have a huge camp called Champ Camp here. So it's an awesome stadium. It brings good memories, and... I want to keep making memories here, too. So let's talk about the memories that you've already made as a pro. Um, two years, two titles. That's that's pretty good. I think that's what you're shooting for. Is the plan now to just go the rest of your life never having a season where you don't end it with the championship? Well, that's the motto every year. That's, the, that's our goal every year is to win a championship. But, you know, we haven't really talked too much about the championship. Um. We just talk about who we're playing next. Obviously, we have goals in the beginning of the year, and our end goal is obviously to win the championship. That should be every team's goal. And if it's not every team's goal, then that's a problem. But as of now, you know, we're just focused on the Atlas. And quite frankly, you know, we'll talk about them. We talked about them this week, but, you know, our coach sent us a text message. Coach Stagnita gets us together, and he was like, you know, we'll practice against the Atlas, but. Right now, we need to focus on ourselves and just focus on practice. So today, we're just going to go out there and try and win practice today, not even really think too far ahead of it. And that sounds cliche and a very standard answer, but you know that's our mindset, and I think that's why we've been making it so far is by not looking so far ahead and just looking what's right in front of us right now, what we can control. And as Matt points out, Whip Snakes tonight against Atlas, 8 o'clock, and then again on Sunday against Chrome at 2.45. And you can go right now to PremierLacrosseLeague.com to get your tickets for the weekend. Matt Rambo is with us here on GCR. Matt, the importance for you, like, you know, some of the guys, I mean, the, the, the name guys in this league, you know, Paul and, and Kyle Harrison, guys that are a little bit older, right? You, you almost, it wasn't exactly, but you almost entered into this league 
as it was being born um, as a young guy and as a star in this game. And I was there, you know, I mentioned being there a couple years ago um, and seeing the way the crowd reacted to you. How much have you taken that upon yourself that, that as you guys are launching this league, that, that you need to be a, a guy that people are tuning in to see play and that you're helping this league to grow because of your star power? Uh, I think um, when I got asked to switch leagues from the MLLPOL, you know, just the way that they could put my face and my brand out there and, you know, it's all on me um, to do well and make sure I'm in shape, make sure my game is up. But I think, you know, what made me such a big star in this league was not just myself but playing well, but I think my team playing well. And I got to give a lot of credit to all my middies and my tackmen and my defense and just the whole coaching staff, our whole complete staff and team just coming together. I think they put so many guys in great positions to be successful in this league. And um, I got to give a lot of credit to all those guys that have been just getting me ready and you know, a lot of the veteran guys, Earhart, Jake Bernhardt, sure. you know, John Hall, just as always are very professional. And, you know, they, they got me in, got me in line as a young guy and really made me become a very mature player. So I got to thank, you know, a lot of these guys for, you know, having my back and being able to, you know, be in the, put me in the best position. And I got to give a lot of credit to my teammates because, um, you know, without us winning, I don't know how big my name would be. And I think a lot of this has to do with, you know, my team uh, just 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 doing the little things right. And that's what makes good teams in this league. It's not about, you know, having the best superstars. It's just about having the best team and having a good chemistry. It doesn't hurt to have the superstars, though. Let's be fair about that. <laughs> that doesn't, it doesn't it, hurt it, having superstars. It, Too many superstars can hurt you. It doesn't hurt. Hey, um, you know, Matt, can you speak to how much you've already sensed the, the what, what the league has done, what um, the attention, the media attention for the league has done for continuing to grow the sport? Obviously, playing at Maryland and, and being part of the team that won the national championship, you probably experienced about as much attention as you can get in the college game. But have, have you felt how the PLL has changed and grown the game of lacrosse? Yeah, definitely. I think the PLL has been doing a great job growing the game. And I think it starts with the social media aspect because social media is such a great um, tool and that's what everyone uses these days. And um, I know a lot of people are old school and they put on a lot of venues so everyone, or they try to, so everyone all over the country can try and come to a game at least. And the travel, um, the travel, I guess, platform is great, but just the way that they put this on TV, it makes all the, the country and actually the whole world, I guess, being able to view it is, is brought it to another level. And that's what I'm thankful for. It makes, um, it's making it grow. It's making it um, these kids learn how to, you know, watch pro lacrosse and just not college lacrosse. So um, I'm excited to uh, keep this thing growing and hopefully it keep, keep going on uh on the big TV, like NBC and Peacock yeah. and NBC Sports, and just keeping this thing growing because I think so much is such media based nowadays. So hopefully, see we more more fans in in the stands. But we've been having a lot, a lot of fans last week or two weeks ago in Gillette was huge. You already know this weekend's going to be huge. So I just think every year that the number, the percent that we do on Peacock and NBC Sport is always going up. 
of viewership. So I'm just I'm just extremely happy that it's grown because it's uh it's such an awesome game. We're chatting with former Turp Matt Rambo here on GCR. Um, Matt, when we think about your brand, we of course have to think about you representing for the thick boys and representing <laughs> for the the big boys all over the world. Um, That's right. H- how important has it been for you, like embracing it and and seeing how much like it it matters to people, it resonates with people that like not everyone looks the exact same way. And like, it, as funny as it is, there is probably like a really important message that's in there about like body positivity and, you know, like what you can accomplish, even if you don't look the exact certain way that somebody thinks you're supposed to look. Yeah. I just think, you know, I'm a thick guy and I use my body and, um, you know, my weight as an advantage and, um, being able to run through defensemen instead of running around defensemen because everyone has different games. Some guys run around them. Some guys run through them. Yeah. Everyone has different things. And, you know, it's kind of just representing that, you know, you don't need to be 6'4 with a six back and run 4'4 four four <laughs> to be good at this sport. You can be 5'10, 215 and just have a pretty good stick just to be, you know, just as good. So for me, it's just, you know, uh, it started out as a joke, but, you know, as it going on, a lot of the pro guys, a lot of the college guys, they all like it because we're all not chiseled like a statue. So uh, we're just we're just we're just a little thick and <laughs> how we like it. You can enjoy yourself every now and then, right? Like you exactly. can. Exactly. Have, have you sense again, as funny as it, have you sense like have you heard from people about Hey man, like this means something to me that you're out here doing this, and and you know, I've, I have you heard from people that have battled with like um, you know body issues throughout the course of their life? That that I that, mean, I, I think a lot of people have issues with it, and I think it can help people, encourage people, and you know, get them in the right mindset to still work out and lift a lot of weight, and you know, just be you know grateful that maybe I can't have a six pack, but. I'm trying my best. So for me, it's, you know, I played three, four sports growing up. I never had a six pack, but I've always been in pretty good shape. Right. So, um, you know, people are just all built differently and that's all right. And that's all that matters. As long as you're confident in your game, which that's all that matters to me is, uh, you know, I'm a huge confident guy. It's not cocky. It's confident that I know if I'm going to get stopped or miss a shot, if I get another chance, I'm going to can it, and if I miss it again, I know the next time I will, just to have that confidence because I've been doing it for so long. I love that. I love that, dude. Matt Rambo, just another minute or two with him here on GCR. Again, the PLL this weekend at Homewood Field. Uh, Matt, can you reenact what it was like for you watching on Memorial Day this year, the final seconds of the game? Could you replay for us like the sound that came out of your, your, your heart and your, and your, your throat? As uh, as 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 just the unbelievable heartbreak of that last second save. Oh, that was heartbreaking. I was, uh, I didn't even say anything. My heart just dropped, and you can't blame the faceoff guy for missing that shot. It shouldn't even been down to the final seconds, and it's a team game. Um, Virginia played a good game. The Turks played a good game. I was just sad for Coach Tillman because I know how hard he worked and how hard of a season it was with COVID and all the protocols, and they couldn't do everything that they normally could do. So it was heartbreaking for some of the guys, and 
Um, you know, some of the guys I played with, like Anthony DeMeo and Jared yeah. Bernhardt, just being older veteran guys, it, it would have been awesome to see them walk out of there with another ring because I, I truly think they deserved it. I mean, dude, you know, Jared's on. I mean, that guy's just ridiculous, bro. Oh, yeah, he's like, insane. That guy's ridiculous. Unfortunately, uh, we're not going to get to see him this summer as he's going to go play some football in the fall, but. Uh, hopefully we'll get to see him uh, in the PLL as well down the road. And yeah, that would be awesome. I hope. I hope so too. And then, and then do you still have like every now and then? Does anybody still come up to you like, bro? I, I, I owe you a beer. You have no idea what it meant to me. You guys ending the drought and all the heartbreak that we suffered as Maryland fans. Do you still get that from time to time? Oh yeah, I, I see alumni all the time, and you know they always are thankful for the 2017 team. So. We ended the drought, and I was down at Ponte Beecher Coach in the spring down in Florida. Sheriff Jack Francis was down there, and when I met him, I saw my game. He wanted to get some beers and beers on the turfs, and that's how our community is. It's a brotherhood over there. It's a fraternity. It doesn't matter if you're 21 or 85. No doubt. You know, that, that we're all tight, and we all can have the same conversation. And it's, it's, it's unbelievable. It's one once-in-a-lifetime brotherhood that we're, we're in. That's really cool, man. That is really, really cool. All right, Matt Rambo, Whip Snakes in action tonight and Sunday at Homewood Field. Again, go get your tickets right now, PremierLacrosseLeague.com to be out there. Matt, uh, what are we plugging for you, man? Uh, Twitter, Instagram, anything at all. What can I get plugs in for you? You know, I'm just under Rat Mambo, switch the M and the R, R around, and that's my Twitter and that's my Instagram handle, and you know, my Twitter's a little bit lighter, not more, not as serious. And my Instagram's myself. I don't put a big show on like some of these other guys do. I'm just being myself, and I think that's pretty cool because you don't get to see that from too many athletes. I'm just myself on these pages, and you know, showing people that I'm just like everyone that's else. That's cool, man. That's cool. And you haven't heard back yet from John Rom, have you, about the Rambo Rombo showdown I, yet? I have, and I need to though. That yeah, right. I just. I just became a little ambassador kind of for Callaway because I play so much. So maybe in the future I will, but, you know, that was an awesome win by him. That was incredible. Well, you know what? He'll probably be here in Baltimore for the BMW Championship. uh, Yeah, he might come by, you know, maybe I'll shoot shoot him another DM. I love it. Come out, come out for lacrosse. I know you're from Spain. Maybe we can show him a new sport. (laughs) That's awesome, dude. Hey, Matt, congratulations on everything, brother, and, and, and we'll always be grateful for what you guys did back in 17. Man, thank you so much for hey, taking the time for having for me us. on, man. I really appreciate you guys. So, good luck. Hopefully, I see you guys at the game. If not, uh, let me know if you guys need anything. Just reach out to me. And uh, thanks for having me on again. I appreciate it. It's Matt Rambo again. Uh, he will be there this weekend, starting the night at uh, Homewood Field. Appreciate him taking the time for us. And and John Rahm will almost certainly be here for the BMW as the PGA Tour's top 70 golfers are coming to Baltimore to compete in the 2021 BMW Championship at Caves Valley Golf Club. Get your tickets right now at bmwchampionship.com. A couple of things. These are all... I I don't really want to go back into the conversation we had in the first... Sorry, guys. I just don't... We did it. We had that conversation. I'm sure we'll have plenty of opportunities for it to come up again in the future. Unfortunately, it doesn't look like uh, the conversation is changing in much of any way. I don't know the answer to this, by the way. Uh, this was from Dan. Dan said, Glenn, do you understand why it is? I, I'm going to make this very clear. I don't. Do you understand why it is that the Montreal Canadiens, who, of course, punched their ticket 
to the Stanley Cup final last night can play games in Montreal, but the Blue Jays can't play games in Toronto. Dan, admittedly, I haven't spent a single second thinking about it. I, I'm did the sorry. season start after the NHL start after baseball? What do you mean? Like, did baseball, when they were starting the baseball season, right. were restrictions stricter than when they started the NHL season? The NHL season started, like, last November. What, I mean, I don't know what you're saying. Well, then they allowed fans starting at a certain time, right? Like, they weren't allowing fans in November. No. They? Right? Like, so it was... They but were they, just playing... They're both playing games right now. Yeah. One team is playing games in Buffalo. The other team is playing games... The understanding was the reason why the entire NHL season had to happen, like, with the Canadian teams only playing against each other in the regular season was because of the border. There were restrictions that were in place in Canada. They were sort of locking down the border. So they if were only playing the case, Canadian teams to start. To start, right. yes. But they, they weren't they leaving. They didn't have that option in baseball. Right, I understand that, but they just played Las Vegas. They're going to be playing either New York or Tampa Bay in the Stanley Cup final, and there will be games in Montreal. Mm -hmm. Explain. Well, they were playing only Canadian teams to start, so there was like you a keep way for them that. to be playing. Right now, they're going to play games. I'm aware, but this is now a different. We are now acknowledging that we have a different situation here in our country i understand that before. but the blue jays are still playing in buffalo well did you expect them to like transition at some yes, point in the that was the, the point that, that was, was the, the reason why they were in they were not announcing where they were playing their games for a little while is because they were hoping that things would open up the blue jays this weekend are playing in buffalo mm -hmm. the canadians played in montreal against an american team i wasn't sure whether there was a plan for the blue jays that say like this is temporary for us like we are going to be in buffalo until we are able to return I, brian to powell Toronto. says he's got the answer the canadian government made a special exception for the playoffs to allow teams to travel to montreal with extra protocols if the blue jays make the playoffs they may get an exception as well what does that mean well hockey's more important that's just nothing and I'm not knocking you, Brian. That's probably the answer. But what that—that's nothing. That's not a thing. I mean, I would—I would be outraged if I were the Blue Jays. You, let me get this straight. You want us to play somewhere else, but they can play here. And what's the difference exactly? Well, it's the playoffs. Because that impacts COVID in what way? You, we, we, look, I'm not trying to tell you that COVID wasn't real or anything. Like, I'm not a conspiracy theorist. But there are times where we have to sit there and say, what the F? And we didn't want to for a year, a lot of us. A lot of us didn't want to. And again, I want to make this very clear. You, there are people that believe that if you bring things up like this, what you're saying is COVID wasn't real. I ain't saying that. Very real. This is nonsense. The notion that you can we can we can have american teams travel in if it's the playoffs as if somehow that has any impact on whether a virus is spreading or not we're smarter than this we are and it's okay to say that that's nonsense and i don't care because i'm the orioles are going to lose no matter where the games are being played whether they're in buffalo or toronto but if somehow the they seem to be more comfortable in in buffalo i don't like it the Blue Jays, you yeah. think? Well, I mean, maybe I don't well, know. Those guys oh. just played that stadium too much before, you know. Okay, so they came up together. So they're just yeah. really, I don't. Maybe who knows?
Um, and the stadium in Toronto sucks anyway. I mean, it's just yeah, right. this old. So it's not like I'm, I'm sad mall, about. Though. Thank you. It's a hotel and a Hard Rock Cafe. There, or at least there was. I don't know if there's still one there. Um, like I'm not sad about it. But if I was the Blue Jays, I'd be infuriated. Are you kidding me? You, you're th- this. This is cool, but we we can't. What is the difference? Oh, it's the playoffs. Oh, oh, you're right. Everybody knows that's it's it's a it's an agreement. It's a gentleman's agreement that this virus had. We we'll go away during the playoffs. Come on, man. We're not this dumb. Do you think it would be the same choice if it were we didn't have a vaccine, right? Like if there were still I don't think they would Oh, no. I if there was no vaccine, they would not be they would not be letting anybody cross the border. Right. You're still, that doesn't make any sense. So it, your argument is that the Blue Jays should be allowed to return. Yes. And that should just be if, the way it is. If you're allowing American teams to travel across the border to play games, it ain't with a two-week. They weren't waiting two weeks between games mm-hmm. during the uh, uh, the semifinals. The, they didn't wait two weeks for the Golden Knights to cross the border to, to figure out if they could play or not. Mm-hmm. They just played. If you're allowing that to happen... There is zero reason why you shouldn't be allowing the Blue Jays to play their games at home as well. None. Zero. Buffalo baseball games, Glenn. Th- thank you. Th- they weren't even playing in Buffalo to start the season. They were playing somewhere else. They were playing in Dunedin. You promised Dunedin Buffalo games. D- 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 Bu- <laughs> wow, we are really going. We are really going for a stretch here. This is ridiculous. This is nuts. I word on the street is that the Blue Jays just really like the wings. Is that what it is? Well, they, they can't even get them. Because there's a shortage of wings. Well, not in Buffalo. Oh, in Buffalo, they still have plenty mm-hmm. of wings. There's a lot going on. I wonder how that's there's going. There's so many aspects to this. I wonder but how they're handling all this. Probably not well. <laughs> it can't be a good thing for them. This is so dumb. I can't I can't believe this is the type of thing that just exists, and we just sit around like, eh, we're not going to, eh, whatever. Like, who's asking these questions? Dunedin. I would, I would well, why would Dunedin care at this point? They don't have well, They don't have anymore. games anymore. Well, yeah, I understand that, they're but they're like, not getting back. Why are they back. allowed to go to Buffalo? Why aren't they in Dunedin? Such a weird bit. Where is Dunedin? Dunedin is in Florida. That's where they have their spring training facility is in Dunedin. I don't like it. <laughs> it's a stupid name for a city. So weird. Brian Powell says, check my email. Which email, Brian? Sent you those nudes, finally. Uh, th- he copied and pasted something from a story. The NHL has reached an agreement with the Canadian government to allow for cross-border travel beginning with the Stanley Cup semifinals, the league announced Sunday. NHL teams coming from the United States will be able to play in Canada but are subject to enhanced health protocols. The teams must arrive on a private plane and will be subject to daily COVID-19 tests. All the baseball teams fly on private planes. This is so weird. Once in Canada, the American-based teams will live in a, quote, modified quarantine bubble, unquote, and have no contact with the general public. So is it that the players are unwilling? Like it, maybe, and that this this could be the answer that baseball players said. F that. We're unwilling to right. do that when we get here. If that's the case, that's then that's the answer. There's the distinction between playoffs and regular season in that case, presumably. I I guess, but the baseball players might say we don't want to do it for the playoffs either. Well, then good luck, Buffalo. But I mean, yeah, I mean that's know. but that but I don't you know but I don't like, know that there. But was I need this, to know that have, part of it. They like, didn't, Montreal didn't have anything set up in place where they were like, here's our American site. You know, like they mean? were always playing in Montreal. It was just they were playing Canadian teams, right? So, you know, would it be different if every Canadian team had to play in North America? And I guess that's I the, in, the in only difference is that apparently they agreed to this this bubble thing. So the question is, 
where the baseball players offered the same thing, and they just said, no, we're not going to do that, which I, not for the road players, it would make no difference. The, the likelihood of, of guys from other teams going out, you know, much once they get up to Toronto is minimal, right? A, it's a hotbed. It's not, that, it's not that they would never go out, but I, for the most part, they would probably be okay with saying, hey, if we for three days, we got to be up here. Like we, Drake's always we, inviting we, baseball players out. That's a great point. Um, if for three days we got to spend the three days in the bubble, we're probably willing to do that. But for the Blue Jays, if they're home for, for nine days, they are probably less inclined to say we're willing to spend the entirety of the nine days in a bubble. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also absurd, right? Like, and, and, again, we still have to talk about this. Do you think that when they were in Vegas, they were agreeing to be in a bubble then? Yeah, it was at the uh, Dellagio. Yeah, thank you. The, the Dellagio. Is that Bellagio? Bellagio, yes. What do they do there? It's, it's a pretty significant place, Chief. Yeah. Um, well, we should open the Dellagio. Th- this, is, this is all absurd, but like at least there's a there's something that I can define that would be different if if Canada made if the the country made the same offer to the baseball players and Major League Baseball and the baseball players just said, "Nah, we're good. We'll we'll play in Buffalo. We'd rather do that." Like then that's then that at least defines the difference between the two. So if it's about the playoffs, it's come on, Chief. I mean that's ridiculous. Um, all right, I'm sitting on to finish this. We'll get to that. Uh, we got to get to Kyle in the kitchen. Uh, those things are on the way. Today's show also brought to you by Window Nation. Fifty percent off all styles of windows, plus no money down, no payments, and no interest for two full years. Eight six six ninety Nation or visit windownation.com. Tell them Glenn Clark sent you. Window Nation, the perfect fit. It's Glenn Clark Radio from the Chesapeake Employers Insurance Studio. Here it watch out for the first time. The PGA Tours FedEx Cup Playoffs is coming to Maryland. The top 70 players in the world converge on Kays Valley Golf Club for the 2021 BMW Championship, August 24th through 29th, 2021. Baltimore's iconic and challenging course provides the perfect test as the playoffs heat up. Tickets are now available. Don't miss your chance to watch the drama unfold. Visit BMWChampionship.com today. Glory Days Grill is celebrating their 25th anniversary this month, featuring their 12-ounce Silver Anniversary New York Strip Steak, the Smoky Thigh Wings, a Double Bacon and Cheddar Burger, the Strip Steak Sandwich, Barbecue Chicken Bowl, and their Silver Anniversary Turtle Cheesecake. Toast to 25 more years with Glory Days Grill's Silver Anniversary IPA, brewed by Virginia-based brewery Devil's Backbone, and take home a commemorative glass. Celebrate by entering any of their three contests online, win a trip the Devil's Backbone Brewing Company, free wings, or lots of other great prizes. Enter online at glorydaysgrill.com slash 25th anniversary. The 25th anniversary menu is available through June 20th. Come in for great food, good sports, and family fun. C3 American Exteriors is the area's best and most trusted roof and siding specialists. C3 is also an insurance adjuster's worst nightmare and a homeowner's dream come true. With all of the bad weather, chances are you have some roof and siding damage. Call C3 American Exteriors now to get your roof and siding repairs for the cost of your deductible. Don't let the insurance industry get one over on you. C3 guarantees a 48-hour rapid response. Call 401-9797 or go to C3America.com for a free analysis. The Toyota Tacoma comes in a wide range of models and trim lines. You can choose the perfect Toyota to reflect your unique personality and driving habits. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Tacomas from your local Toyota dealer today. 
For more than 100 years, Chesapeake Employers Insurance has been helping Maryland businesses keep their workers safe. With competitive pricing and an AM Best, A- financial strength rating, it's no surprise that Chesapeake Employers is Maryland's largest writer of workers' comp insurance. At the end of every workday, someone's waiting for your safe return. Connect with your agent or visit CEIWC.com. Baseball is back in full in 2021, and the bat around has got you covered from bell to bell. Hi, I'm Paul Valley, and you can catch me along with my co-host, Zach Goodman, every Saturday morning from 10 to 12 on the bat around right here at Press Box Sports. We'll break down every win, every loss, and everything in between, plus tell you who we take to rake each week as the Orioles look to get back in the hunt and bring competitive baseball back to Baltimore. Catch us at PressBoxOnline.com slash the bat around or at Facebook.com slash Sports. That's the bat around every Saturday morning from 10 to 12 right here at Press Box sports it takes time to get rich flavorful coffee beans from the lush mountain regions of colombia and brazil to royal farms but less than a minute to get yourself a delicious hot cup of the finest and freshest coffee in the world because royal farms new swiss made coffee machines grind those rich flavorful coffee beans and brew them one magnificent cup at a time it's why royal farms makes the freshest and best coffee in the world real fresh real fast royal farms Redefine your skills, inspire change, and make a difference. The Army offers the new generation of youth the ability to be part of something bigger than themselves, while also improving who they will become individually. Soldiers have the ability to impact the world in many different ways. The Army supports humanitarian missions ranging from the COVID-19 response to natural and man-made disasters. Visit GoArmy.com forward slash Baltimore. This is Nothing but net. All right, back in here on GCR from the Chesapeake Employers Insurance Studio of Press Box. If you missed either of Stan the Fan shows this week on Monday night, he and Ross Grimsley caught up with Jack Graham, Aberdeen Ironbirds GM, and a uh, special sports business show on Wednesday night, Gary Stein, and he caught up with um, the professor, Marty Conway, as well as Andy Dolich, longtime sports executive. All of those shows available right now, facebook.com slash Pressbox Sports. Click on the videos tab or go to pressboxonline.com. As always, Stan shows brought to you by C3 American Exteriors. I've been sitting on this finish this, so I want to do it um, just because I don't want to sit on it any longer. I was already afraid that perhaps it was uh, it was viewed. Appreciate those of you that um, don't send like like when you see these stories, you send them to me. Don't send them to Kyle, please, because it it does ruin the bit. I had somebody that. Wanted to screw with this once upon a time, and I was like, what are you doing, man? Like, what are you... I don't remember how long ago it was, but it really pissed me off. I don't remember. I don't recall. It was a while. It was a while ago. This is from the uh, New York Post. Uh, Blank, two words. Blanked by blank. Two words. Hmm. Seems like a lot of blanks. I know. That's why I don't feel good about it. But I. Um, so far, I have four letters to work with. Yeah, correct. Uh, after blanking it for blank. Oh, God. You're going to hate me. It's actually blanking blank at the end. Blank blank blanked by blank blank after blanking it for Blanking blank. Sure. Yeah, you got this. Yeah, why not? 
You got this. Um. Okay. Drunk. Miscreant. Okay. Arrested by. Uh huh. Border Patrol. Mm-hmm. After searching it for. Mm-hmm. Um. For. For no, there's the ing here. For mm-hmm. bucking bronco. For bucking bronco. Yeah, I, it's by the way, hell of an effort Thank on you. your part just to work your way through it. Um, you can give give one more before we uh we do this. Naked rabbi accused uh-huh. by uh, local. Mm-hmm. Is it proper to say Jews here? I don't know. If that's, uh, <laughs> by local. I also didn't say it was plural, so keep that in mind. By local priest. Mm-hmm. After, nope, doesn't make sense. By local church, after mocking it for, for drinking wine. Okay, all right. Give me a number one to eight. Hmm, I'd like to get that three blanks out of the force. So mm. give me two. Uh, two. Damn it, it's a good one. Boom. Doll. Interesting. Um, doesn't really help me though. Mm, okay. Barbie doll. Okay. Purchased by unsuspecting mother after. No, it doesn't make any sense. Purchased by. Drug dealer mm-hmm. after trading. That doesn't make sense either. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why you're trying to. <laughs> I at least want it to flow. All right. Um, Barbie doll. Yes. Uh, burned by schoolgirl after mistaking it for bucking bronco. Mistaking is correct. Mistaking. No, that's not correct. But mistaking is correct. Mistaking it for. The rest of it was not. Yeah, mistaking I was. I yeah. get it. I'm trying to come up with a different mm-hmm. thing. Bucking Bronco is the only thing that comes to mind you when keep I see coming back. You're really obsessed with the Bucking Bronco. Well, it's the ING is not exactly. It seems like an odd place for it. Mm-hmm. All right. Um. um Mm-hmm. What dolls are there? Well, sex doll is that a thing? Correct. Okay, is that what they call those? Yes, that's exactly what they call those. Is that really what they yes. call those? Yes. Are you sure? Yes. I don't think that's true. That's very much true. It's an inflatable. It's called a sex doll. I assure you, I have five of them. Are you sure? For, for reasons. Sex doll confiscated by local authorities after mistaking it for missing person. No, one to five. That was a pretty good guess. One to five. I feel like you could have at least given me one to five. Could you at least have acknowledged one to five? Didn't say bucking bronco. One. You you know what? You're right. You didn't say bucking bronco. One to five. Um, Let me see. Uh, Three. Crew. Okay. Sex doll. Um. Sex doll. Chastised by Columbus crew. Okay. Yeah. After mistaking it for 
um, mistaking it for running teammate. Okay, uh, one to four. I know it's Columbus. Right, no. It's a lowercase c. Fine. One to four. Take it easy. Just, we gotta go. Um, four. Woman. Not a blank worthy at all. Couldn't have just made that a word that I just had. Get, just go. You get my Just go. Okay. Sex doll. Oh, my God. The sex doll. Um, angered. Mm. Of course. Mm, yes. By film crew. Okay. After mistaking it for living woman. <sighs> One to three. <laughs> I don't see the issue with any of these guesses. All right. We're just going to give it to you. Uh, give, it, give you. Sex doll rescued by emergency crew after mistaking it for drowning woman. They issued an SOS, Save Our Sex Doll. A team of emergency rescue divers was flummoxed after responding to the scene of a nude, drowning woman only to discover that it was actually a floating, life-size sex doll. The uproarious gaffe was chronicled on Twitter by YouTuber Natsuki Tanaka, who had initially believed this. she was uh, uh, witnessing a real-life rescue in the city of Hachinohe off Japan's northeast coast, Kotaku reported. While filming a fishing video, I thought a dead body floating in the water had washed up, but it was a blow-up doll. Tanaka yeah, wrote about the strange scene which occurred last week. Uh, I was close. The good news? The adult toy was, quote, was, quote, rescued safely, unquote, according to Tanaka. Was it so. mechanical or was it just a... I don't, I don't think the I, I it shouldn't have worked. My God, how does what is how do you define it, safely? You want to see what it looks like? You how do you wanna, define safely? Do you want to see what it looked like? Yeah, sure. How do you define safely? That was what the sex doll looked like. That was the sex doll right there, floating in the water. I could see why you would think that was a person. Yeah, one hundred percent. I could see why the mistake was made, and that was thought to be a person. All right, uh, we do this every Friday. I'm sure he's prepared, or not. You're supposed to hit the button. That's how we start the segment. It's time for Kyle in the Kitchen. Isn't the hat important? Kyle in the Kitchen is taped in front of a live studio audience. You can put the hat on while the open is playing. Just sitting there in silence is far more awkward. Jesus Christ. Kyle in the Kitchen is brought to you this week by Glory Days Grill. I was just there at Glory Days Grill on Wednesday night in Towson. I told you guys I had the buffalo cauliflower. It was excellent. The smothered chicken tremendous perfect meal you, you eat like a fat boy despite the fact that you're you're not right like because you're just loading up um like the it's kind of key it's keto friendly i guess really it's it's the grilled chicken with the melted cheese the onions if you're a psychopath you can get mushrooms uh all on top you get oh it's just tremendous i loved it so much glorydaysgrill.com of course is where you find out more about everything going on at your neighborhood glory days grill so been a lot of hubbub recently about chicken thighs. Mm-hmm. I have been swept up in it. I you, love the chicken you've thighs. You've been talking every day about chicken. A particular, a particular low-end chain that Look, you want to visit. It's about my love of thighs. I I love thighs quite a bit. I don't have knocking any, me out with I those American thighs. Any affinity? I don't think I've ever actually eaten from the institution. It's nothing about them. It's just about the thigh being the superior cut I've, of chicken. There is none better. I am 100% a thigh man. 
So, a few years back, I kind of came up with my go-to method of preparing chicken thighs. Now, as you know, I am a man who values and at some times requires, in order to find a chicken to be perfect, crispy skin. I think that is the ideal form of chicken. There are other chickens that do not have crispy skin that are plenty delicious, but they would be improved with crispy skin. Okay. Getting a nice pull of a nice piece of dark meat there mm-hmm. with a little strip of crispy cracklings, dipping it in whatever sauce you want, going to town, unparalleled. It's not how I... All right, go ahead. Just go. Well, Just it's go. how I did it, it's and fine. it's how we're doing it. Mm. So. This is how we do it. I am not necessarily one who espouses the virtues of a slow cooker too often. You don't care for them. I can appreciate nope. what they provide. Nope. Which is a oh, man. which is a sort of carefree cooking process. Throw it in, set it, forget it, have your meal. I enjoy that. It's nice for a nice pork butt, you know? Like it, sure. It it it, it the flavor does not come through. The way that it comes through. The flavor is what you... I, look, sure. Okay, there's, you're not going to have any smoke. I just mm-hmm. like that. It's fine. You're not going to have... Mm-hmm. You're not necessarily going to have the char from a grill, but you mm-hmm. will have some char on this for what it's worth. So what I've done here is provided you with... I'm actually in with, favor of outlawing slow cookers. Well, you won't after this. Mm-hmm. Is provide you with a slow cooker recipe that is not solely a slow cooker recipe, but... Provides you with the beautiful, tender By the way, chicken meat. Anything can be a slow cooker if you're patient enough. Yeah, I hear you. The beautiful, tender, pull-apart chicken meat that you would get. Tender is the night, blinded by your sight. From a slow cooker. Tender is the touch. That's a good-looking That's a good looking chicken thigh. While also giving you okay. the beautifully rendered and crispy skin that you desire. Okay. Providing you with... A perfect medium of crisp and melt-in-your-mouth chicken. Mm. Okay, this is my show. Let's not throw around the word perfect. Perfect. Let's just not throw that word around. So. Say things we might regret. We start off by choosing your preferred seasoning blend. Now, this is a bit of a... your show. What's your preferred seasoning blend? I start with, of course, salt and pepper. Okay. I add in a healthy dose of garlic powder. Okay. Some cayenne pepper. Okay. Some paprika. Okay. Some dry mustard powder. Okay. A touch of brown sugar. And I even threw a little white pepper in this time. Mm. I wasn't sure if I put enough black pepper. And I said, why not? So, after you got your little, your, your mouge bouge yes. in your bag. I mm-hmm. use a gallon freezer bag because it's okay. a useful thing to just throw some chicken in, mix it around, get it all coated. You're going to want to apply an equal amount of olive oil to turn the powder into a marinade, into a nice saucy consistency. Sure. To evenly coat and season and marinade your raw meat. I used four thighs here because keep in mind, I use a seven-quart slow cooker. The more volume you can have, the better. You don't want to like necessarily, or I don't think it has the, the same results if you were to stack and layer the chicken on top of each other because I am trying to, as best as possible, keep the inside and the top of the chicken, the fat part, um, dry, as uh, dry okay. as you can. So I'll literally put paper towels underneath the lid of the slow cooker so the condensation is not falling and dripping onto the top of the chicken. 
You know, like I'm doing my best to keep a dry environment. I'm not adding any liquid to the slow cooker with the chicken. You are laying the chicken flat down onto the bottom of the slow cooker. Okay. Skin side up Mm -hmm. because your goal here is to prevent it from turning into what I think a lot of people associate with a slow cooker, which is just a soupy sort of concoction. Which is fine in its own right if you're looking for an easy sort of thing. My issue actually with a slow cooker is typically the things are too dry. That's ooh, typically okay. the issue. See, that's that I what have I think is the cooker. best thing about a slow cooker. Yeah, I, I don't I don't want that. No, 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 no. You're misunderstanding. Mm-hmm. What I think the slow cooker provides you is it's hard to make stuff dry, in my opinion. If you have a fat content in whatever it is you're cooking, mm-hmm. chances are it's gonna re- it's gonna end up being like a melt in your mouth sort of consistency. The chicken thigh having the highest fat content yep. of any part of the chicken. Yep. You're 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 leaning into that, right? Like if I'm gonna be doing shredded chicken dish, I'm putting skinless chicken thighs in a slow cooker. And I have never had dry results when I do that. Okay. Maybe it's the time that you're working under here, but so after you've let your your raw chicken marinate, let the flavor seep in for an hour or two in the in the in the fridge, you know? Mm-hmm. You're going to take it out, like I said. You're going to layer the bottom of your slow cooker with your chicken thighs as best as possible, not overlapping, so that you have each of them getting steady heat, but, like I said, preventing the condensation from turning it into just wetness. Sure. So I do that by, you know, three of the little half strips of paper towel, lay it mm-hmm. across, put the top over top of it, and, you know, by the time it's all done, you'll see that that paper towel is soaked, you know? It's it's all the water okay. that would have been dripping down yeah. is yeah. no longer there. It sure. is now in the paper towel. Sure. So on low, for two and a half hours, these chicken thighs are going to get nice and tender, rendered, um, mendered. just want to throw one more word in Thank there. Thank you. Appreciate it. Right. And you will smell a beautiful aroma of chicken in your house. Mm-hmm. You know, let's just say you were done there. You would have tasty chicken. Mm-hmm. You would have chicken that tastes great. But wait, there's more? Oh, yeah. Okay. This is the most important part. You would have chicken that tastes great. You enjoy it. The family's happy because they're eating chicken, but the skin it's, is useless. It's fried chicken. Right. I like chicken. But the skin is useless. I don't, I don't see value in chicken skin that is wet and soggy. I think at that point you are almost detracting from more, the overall I'm more chicken. Of a, I'm more of a chicken head, man. I hear you. Yeah. So... The method I had devised in the past, and it's effective, but not perfect. And, because there and, are, and there are some that have called you method man. That's a fact, yeah. M-E-T-H-O-D man. Right. It's, it's good, but not perfect. And if you do not have a oven rack, if you do not have a, like I said, when I cooked my, cook my chicken wings, taking it to the next level are was the, the raised. Are the people that don't have oven racks? I mean the raised cooling rack and baking oh, rack. Okay, all right. If you don't have that, then you would, and I first developed this recipe by finishing off in the toaster. Toaster's a useful thing. Mm. You know, yeah. And I would just do a broil on 350 for 12 minutes, right? And you would get a nice, crispy result of the skin. But I utilized the cooling and baking rack here okay. to take it to the next level, to make sure that any skin on here, and, and to include the bottom of the chicken, right? Like the chicken that would have otherwise been sitting in the juices and yeah you know yeah, yeah is not like that so this drying and cooling rack being raised off of the tin foil and the baking sheet allows all that fat and the, the flavor stuff that drips down right no longer just going to sit there okay 
but most importantly, before you are putting it in there, and you're going to put your oven on broil on low. You don't want it too crazy. I have it on the second to highest okay. of the shelves yeah. there. You don't uh-huh. want it like right up against the flame, but you want it to be getting the heat. Okay. I like to personally combine maybe a tablespoon of butter, melt that in the microwave. You want it fully mm-hmm. melted. Mm-hmm. I like to add honey. I used hot honey this time because I had it. I like to add probably close to a tablespoon of honey. And then I like to add some Old Bay. Not, you don't want to overpower with Old Bay, but you want to make sure that it's a... I'm interested a, in where you're going with this. Okay. But you want to make sure it's sort of a dirty mixture, right? Like, And this is an ode to the delicious wing flavor that is honey, an old, honey, an honey old, old Bay. An old, dirty mixture, if you yes. will. Yeah. The Honey Old Bay wing is uh, one of the top yes, dogs as far as wing flavors are concerned. Yes. So if I can get my chicken skin to be crisped with the essence of Honey Old Bay, then we're cooking with grease. So... Mix all of those up once your butter's melted uh-huh. with your honey and your old bay. Are you painting it on? You are. You are going okay. to use a brush. So I've got my chicken thighs lined up, not touching on my baking slash cooling Yeah. Rack. You know, one, two, three, four. And you're going to use your old basting brush and just rub down the top of those puppies. You want to use as much as, you know, use what you got. Right. But, you know, if you've put too much butter and you've got like an inch of, you know, you don't need to overdo it like that, but it's not going to hurt you at the end of the day. So you're going to evenly coat the top of your chickens with this honey old base butter mixture to, you know, get more render action going. To get okay. the, you know, okay. when you put something in the oven like that and you can see the bubbles and you can see the sizzling and sure. hear it. Sure. You want that action going. Okay. So. I'm all about that action, boss. Yeah, me too. You're going to first put it in broil and low after you've evenly coated the chicken skin with your mixture. Put it in broil, low, 10 minutes. Because this requires a little bit of tending to. Unfortunately, with this process, you're going to have certain parts of the skin that are getting browned quicker than others. Okay. And what you're trying to prevent is, you know, charred or too charred, you know, too much black on the chicken skin, because then when you present it to somebody, they think, they think you messed up, right? Even if you know it's going to taste good, right. they think you messed right. up. Yeah, that's... So after 10 minutes in the broiler on low, go ahead and pull them out. And if you were to touch the skin, the parts that are not browned, you would say, this isn't where I need it to be yet, right? Like, this is not crispy enough yet okay so this is where the tin foil game comes into play okay rip off a little bit of tin foil enough to use like little pieces multiple little pieces you don't need the whole like a whole foot sheet of it or whatever, as much, much as you need I need don't, much I, as you need I don't, I don't, uh, and you are going to apply bits of foil to cover the most browned parts of the skin thereby insulating and protecting them from burning, right? From over-browning. To give the rest of the skin time to catch up to where those parts are. I probably had eight little bits of foil, right? A couple per each of these chicken pieces Uh that I'm now covering with slim, whatever the size or or proportions of the browned part is, you want to cover it. You want to protect it. Yeah. Protect the brown. Yeah. So... After you do that. It seems like an elongated process. Oh, I'm sorry. Do you want tasty food? I do, but like it seems You're like... not doing much for two and a half hours. You can spend a little effort mm-hmm. to actually make mm-hmm. sure mm-hmm. that what you're doing here works. Mm-hmm. Fair. So, after you've done that, 
toss her back in the oven and broil on low still, same rack, about five to seven more minutes. At which point, you're even in it, even in the playing field for all the skin. You're letting the other parts catch up to your brown parts, and you are left, and I maybe let it in a minute too long, but you are left with what we've got here, uh, the beautifully mm-hmm. reduced and it browned. Does, it does look like a nice brown. And after you pull that, it is truly the, a divine... I, 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 here's what I worry about. I worry that it doesn't keep the flavor the way that you're describing it. Well, I worry that there's what a are you hint. afraid of? In I, that sense. What I'm worried about is that there's a hint of the flavor. So I'm not going to pretend that it's like the same as you would get if you were to like insert a brining, mm-hmm. you know, like inject it with whatever your preferred mm-hmm. like apple. I, I'm not going to tell you that it's the same in that regard. But what I will say is that the slow cooker itself, they are still sitting in some liquid, right? The liquid right. and juices that are running out of the chicken are, you know, they're there on the bottom of that meat. That meat, if you yeah, will. That, that, and I will. Yeah. Yeah, I always They're do. still there. So you've got the marinade, initial marinade there, right? That flavor is present. You've got the honey old bay on the skin. That flavor is very present. You know, that is reduced into the skin. So there's plenty of flavor. I like to even sprinkle a little more Old Bay okay. on top okay. of the chicken after I've basted it, right? To get a little bit more seasoning on there. And, you know, I have some leftover Chick-fil-A sauce cups. Mm. Whip out one of those puppies. Okay. All right. Peel the lid off her. And when I say it's, you know how chicken thighs on the grill, it's like you're biting. You're not pulling, mm-hmm. right? Like it's a good bite. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Beautiful bite. With this, it is an easy pull. You grip a little bit of the skin with your with your index. You got your thumb underneath on the side, right? Pull across. Comes out smooth, right? You've got yourself a hunk of beautiful thigh meat with crispy thi- with crispy skin. Nice. And at which point, dip in your preferred sauce. So you're still dipping it. That's the. I that, like to, I like to dip. I'm a man no, who enjoys I, I to dip. I have no problem with that, but that I feel, would feel it would be necessary. It was the sort of point that I was making about the flavor. Like I thought alone you would have a hint of the flavor, but you would still want more. Well, I always like to dip. I'm a man who likes who likes a sauce. You know, mm-hmm. I like my you sauces. Got, you got your sauces, yeah. And it is so well rendered, melt in your mouth. Like this, the meat itself could be pulled if you were interested in doing so. It is truly a delicious chicken thigh. All right, very good. How many Ottenheimers? I mean, I'm going to give this 91. Holy crap. I think this is a recipe I'm actually proud of. Like, if I had to prepare chicken thighs for a group of people, and I don't have a smoker, right? I don't have some of the things that maybe would be more preferred for, like, true chefs. Yeah, yeah, If I'm looking to impress people with some chicken thighs... This is how I'm going. All right, very good. That was Kyle in the kitchen. We'll get it up. Uh, we'll get the uh, the note card, the notes, and the pictures up at Glenn Clark Radio on Twitter a little bit later on today. Mobile One full synthetic motor oil helps extend engine life. Visit your local Jiffy Lube service center. Ask for Mobile One. We'll come back in. We'll get a tidbit to be able to wrap it up. It's a Friday edition of Glenn Clark Radio from the Chesapeake Employers Insurance Studio. 
The latest edition of Press Box is available now. On the cover, Thomas Kenzora profiles University of Maryland quarterback Talia Tongavailoa and his chance to deliver the Terps to Big Ten prominence this year. Also inside, Bo Smolka breaks down the Ravens' offensive line, a look at Coppin State's Olympic connection, and much more. Press Box is available for free at over 500 area locations, including 60 Royal Farm stores. And you can always find the entire edition, as well as the best daily coverage of the Orioles, Ravens, and Terps at PressBoxOnline.com. This is how you get a premium cup of coffee. Better and faster than the drip, drip, drip method. And way better than a large urn of lukewarm coffee made who knows when. At Royal Farms, our new Swiss-made coffee machines grind fresh premium beans on the spot and then brew them one cup at a time for the freshest, most flavorful cup of premium coffee you can buy. This is Royal Farms Coffee. It's better because it's the freshest coffee in the world. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. C3 American Exteriors is the area's best and most trusted roof and siding specialists. C3 is also an insurance adjuster's worst nightmare and a homeowner's dream come true. With all of the bad weather, chances are you have some roof and siding damage. Call C3 American Exteriors now to get your roof and siding repairs for the cost of your deductible. Don't let the insurance industry get one over on you. C3 guarantees a 48-hour rapid response. Call 401 or go to c3america.com for a free analysis. Glory Days Grill is celebrating their 25th anniversary this month, featuring their 12-ounce silver anniversary New York strip steak, the smoky thigh wings, a double bacon and cheddar burger, the strip steak sandwich, barbecue chicken bowl, and their silver anniversary turtle cheesecake. Toast to 25 more years with Glory Days Grill's silver anniversary IPA, brewed by Virginia-based brewery Devil's Backbone, and take home a commemorative glass. Celebrate by entering any of their three contests online, win a trip to Devil's Backbone Brewing Company, free wings, or lots of other great prizes. Enter online at glorydaysgrill.com slash 25th anniversary. The 25th anniversary menu is available through June 20th. Come in for great food, good sports, and family fun. Sports and Social Maryland is bringing the ultimate UFC fight night experience to you at Live Casino and Hotel. Watch Dustin Poirier take on the former champion, Conor McGregor, and get the ringside feeling with our state-of-the-art AV system and stadium seating. They take sports viewing to the next level with a massive 100-foot media wall, 47-foot big screen, 40 HD TVs, extensive beer selection, big eats, in-venue gaming, bowling, and more. They're raising the sports bar at Sports and Social Maryland. Come see for yourself. Tickets now on sale for UFC 264 at sportssocialmd.com. That's sportssocialmd.com. Must be 21. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hi, it's Glenn Clark for Window Nation. When it comes to cost and quality, Window Nation has you covered, saving you thousands more on your windows compared to national brands while providing the same, if not better, quality. Want detail? Window Nation measures each window three times to ensure proper fit. And after they install your new windows, they leave your home cleaner than it was before. Get 50% off every style window, plus put no money down, make no payments, and pay no interest for 24 months. 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. Tell them Glenn Clark sent you Window Nation, the perfect fit. Tweet us at 
Glenn Clark Radio, 21st Century Talk Radio at glennclarkradio.com. Winding down for a Friday edition of Glenn Clark Radio. Don't forget, we're going to see you at Jerry's on Sunday for Tucker Fest. Justin Tucker, the greatest kicker of all time, will be there. You can meet him. Get your pictures and your autographs, but you got to get passes for the meet and greet right now by going to great8smemorabilia.com. That's the number eight, great8smemorabilia.com. The day itself is a free family fun event with live music, Joey Harcum, Dave Teeth, the Dunk Tank, Cornhole Tournament, all of it will be there at Jerry's Toyota. Again, if you want to meet Justin Tucker, get your meet and greet passes, great8smemorabilia.com. Real quick, uh, Brian Powell says that apparently... There has been progress. Mark Shapiro, Baltimore's own Mark Shapiro, that is, um, didn't provide details but said that talks between the Blue Jays and Canadian health officials have become more optimistic in recent weeks about the Blue Jays coming home. Again, not all that concerned about it, but if you're going to let the other... All right, not worth any more time. Not worth even another second of debate. Just makes no bloody sense to me. Tidbit of the day brought to you today by the print issue of Press Box, which is available right now. Your neighborhood Royal Farms, any of the hundreds of locations around town where you find Press Box, read it all. Pressboxonline.com. Talia Tungavailoa on the cover. Go get it right now. The new print issue of Press Box. Tidbit. The Cubs, of course, threw a combined no hitter last night. Good for them. That was the third most. And walks. by the way, Zach Davies, a guy Indeed. that we always liked. Um, Indeed, you know, third. I mean, it's a bummer that it's not just his yeah. that he has to share it. But loved Zach, Zach Davies. Third most walks in a combined no hitter in MLB history. The most was by the White Sox in '76. They had 11. Well, the Orioles in '67 and theirs, they had 10. Hmm. So, Cubs just after the Didn't Orioles. Edwin Jackson have regard. an eight walk no hitter at one point. Doc Ellis did. I know that. Uh, of course, Dean Kramer did not quite throw a no-hitter last night. Mm, close. Yeah. He is now 0-7 with a 7-2-5 ERA. He is the fourth Orioles starter in the wild card era, which is since 94, to lose his first seven decisions of a season. Now, I don't expect you to be able to name yeah, these to- guys. Totally. If you can try, if you want, go for it. But if uh, not, I'll just tell you who. Um, uh, Kevin Millwood. I yes. Think. I, I 2010, thought, I he thought, went 0-8. I I remembered him. Uh, really Gabriel Lee Noah started 0-9 in 2019, and Jason okay. Johnson in 2000 started 0-8. Yet, but Kramer, yeah, not great. Oh, man. Yesterday, five walks in a third of an inning pitch. Two hits allowed. So only two hits allowed. That's pretty good. And uh, six earned runs. He threw 39 pitches, 17 of which were strikes. That is actually the worst Orioles start since that one time that Dylan Bundy Allowed seven earned runs without recording in out. Oh, I do remember that. Back yeah. in May of 2018. Yeah, it definitely did happen. So he had an infinity ERA. I don't know what's better. Uh, by the way, in that no-hitter that was thrown by the Cubs, jumping mm-hmm. around a bit here, Albert yeah. Pujols yeah. actually became the second the player with the second most hits in his career yeah. to be on a team that got no hit. Just oh. behind Honus Wagner. I, I did think it was remarkable that somehow he had never been involved in no-hitter before. Yeah, that too. Yeah. Uh, there are four other members of the 3,000 Hit Club that were on teams that got no-hit, one of which was Cal Ripken. Okay. So, that's not my trivia, though. All right. After the loss last night, or by this team, they, not the Orioles somehow, 
have the second fewest runs. The Pirates have scored the fewest since May 1st. They only have 165 runs scored. The Orioles somehow have more than 176. However, can you name the team that since May 1st has the second fewest runs scored in Major League Baseball? Is it the New York Yankees? I wish. Then I don't know, because I just know that the the guy, Jared, from Barstool Sports always makes fun of how few runs the Yankees have scored. It is not, although they are another blue blood. Blue blood. Blue blood. The Phillies. No. The, another blue blood. the Dodgers. No. The Mets. No. I don't know. Blue blood. I don't know how many of these other teams I would call blue bloods. Um, the uh, um, the Indians. No. The the the, the Cubs. No. The the Tigers. No. This is a blue blood. Are you sure blue blood is an appropriate way to describe whatever the team this is? Let me go ahead and just look at the definition and make sure. But yeah, I'm pretty sure. The Red Sox. No. The Red Blood. Mm. Thank you. The Reds. No. Yeah, no, this is a blue blood. The Cardinals. That is correct. Okay. Actually, that is a that is, that does qualify. St. Louis Cardinals have me, me managed a meager 176 runs since May 1st, which is really only framed by the fact that the Orioles have scored more runs yeah. than the Cardinals why, in that why, span. What's the issue with them? Arenado's been having a weird year. Yeah. Um, Goldschmidt's kind of fallen off a cliff a little bit. Okay. Like, he's not the player he once was. Um, well, maybe their best hitter is Tyler O'Neill right now, and he's sort of slumping yeah. right now himself. They're just struggling. I didn't know. I only knew it was O'Neill. I genuinely didn't know what his first name was. It's Tyler. Thank you. You're Appreciate welcome. that. Yeah. So good luck, Cardinals. Uh, yeah, I mean, good luck to you guys. That's that's fair. All right, very good. That's tidbit. It was also brought to you today by C3 American Exteriors. Don't let the insurance industry get one over on you. Call C3 to get roof and siding repairs for just the cost of your home insurance deductible. 410-401-9797 or c3america.com in order to get your free analysis. Uh, by the way, of course, they bring you Stan the Fan shows each week, and Stan just told me that former Orioles manager Dave Tremblay will join him on Monday night. So you can look forward to that. Tubular brought to you by Sports and Social MD. We are only a few weeks away from the next big UFC fight, and there is no better place to watch the big UFC fights than Sports and Social Maryland, where they're bringing the ultimate UFC fight night experience to you at Live Casino and Hotel. Watch Dustin Poirier take on the former champ, Conor McGregor. Get the ringside feeling with the state-of-the-art AV system and stadium seating. Massive 100-foot media wall. 47-foot big screen, 40 HD TVs, the extensive beer selection, big eats, in-venue gaming, bowling, and more. They're raising the sports bar at Sports and Social Maryland. Come see for yourself. Tickets now on sale for UFC 264 at SportsSocialMD.com. That's SportsSocialMD.com. Must be 21. Please play responsibly for help. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org. Call 1-800-GAMBLER.
That's how you do it. Just if you were you were scoring at home. That's how you that's how you do that, Reed. Here's what's coming up totally tubular this weekend. The Orioles Blue Jays, for whatever reason, will continue three more. So playing the game's fun. Three more chances to end the streak for the Orioles. Well, they could try and let's say the Diamondbacks win. They mm-hmm. could tie the streak. That's true. That is a good point. That is uh that that's sad. I'm am I, are you rooting for it? Uh, I don't know I that I'm, I, am. I don't know that I'm I think the overall losing streak I was kind of like that's interesting but this one doesn't it just doesn't resonate with me this it's more it's just it's an anomaly it's not really a thing it's an you anomaly You got to suck to do it. I understand that. They're pretty good at that. Uh tonight Matt Harvey, Alec Manoa, 7 o'clock on Masson. Uh Manoa's back now. They unsuspended yep. him. I think it was only 5 games, yeah, right? Missed one so. start, but I guess they probably just pushed the start back. Yeah, that's pitch. what they do. That's the that's how they always do that. Uh, it's also an MLB network in the New York and Boston markets, but of course not at your neighborhood Boston market unless that Boston market is in the Boston market. So just keep that in mind. Um, anything else tonight? Uh, game two of the Eastern Conference Finals, 8.30 on TNT, as the uh, Hawks try to take a decisive 2-0 lead on the road. Game seven, uh, the Islanders and the Lightning, 8 o'clock on NBC Sports Network. Peacock for the Whip Snakes and Atlas from Homewood Field at 8. Tomorrow, Masson for Orioles Blue Jays at 3. Keegan Aiken and Hyunjin Ryu. The Euro uh, gets into the knockout rounds tomorrow on ESPN. Noon, Wales and Denmark. Italy and Austria at 3 on ABC. Tomorrow night, uh, game 3 of the Western Conference Finals with the Suns and Clippers, 9 o'clock on ESPN. Uh, NBC Sports Network on Saturday night, 8 o'clock for Water Dogs and Archers. Peacock at 5.15 for Redwoods and Chaos. All those games from Homewood Field. Javante Davis tomorrow night against Mario Barrios, 9 o'clock on Showtime at Pay-Per-View. Barrios or Barrios? Uh, nobody seems to know. It's I've done a lot of work on that this week, Kyle. No so one seems to have line. a correct. I like it better that way. I was going to go. I had heard Barrios. I heard somebody else say Barrios. Then I listened to the commercial for the fight they made, and it definitely said Barrios. So I, I'm just sticking with it. I, I, it's, I don't think we're gonna need to know after Saturday. So it's, it's one of those things I just kind of decided. That's what it is. There was a receiver. Was uh, what was the receiver? Uh, Braxton Barrios, mm-hmm. right? And there's Jose Barrios. But isn't he an E? He's not an A, is he? Bar- Jose Barrios. This is an E as well. If I'm not mistaken. No. Okay. No. Well, then that would be Barrios. Did, did like you neighborhood did, did, did you misspell that on Twitter Maybe. a few times this the week? The neighborhood is Barrio in I, Spanish. I understand. So that. that's an A. I understand. That. That. So I imagine it is Barrio. I, that's what I'm assuming. Uh, Euro on Sunday, knockout round twelve. Netherlands and Czech Republic on ESPN. ABC for Belgium and Portugal. That's a good one. Three o'clock on Sunday. Orioles Blue Jays at one on Sunday. Jorge Lopez and Ross Stripling. The pitching matchup there. They'll announce the All Star ballot finalists at noon on Sunday on MLB Network. The uh, lacrosse uh, on Sunday, both on Peacock, Cannons Atlas at noon, Chrome Whipsnakes at 2.45, and Sunday night at 8.30 for uh, Game 3 of the Eastern Conference Finals on TNT. Everything else, sports-wise, you can find it at glennclarkradio.com. Non-sports, what stands out? Non-sports. There is some stuff on sci-fi, if anyone cares. Something called Departure, about a plane that disappears, and they're looking for it. That's Boy, all. Like a, a mini-series this I feel, weekend. I, I know, feel. Lost. It's different than that, I think, I hope. I don't know. I never saw Lost. Uh, that's every night this weekend. There's two episodes of that, if you are so inclined. 8 o'clock. Yeah. Um, 
package deal. I'm only, I'm only slightly inclined. I'm not inclined at all. Charlize Theron and Willie Nelson package deal ah. on Fallon tonight. Is she playing at uh, Merriweather when, when the Willie Nelson comes down? I think she just sells him as weed. Oh, okay. Uh, on AMC, there's a new AMC show, believe it or not. Uh, that started last week. It's called Kevin Can F Himself. I don't know what the F stands oh, for. Oh, and it's got somebody from Schitt's Creek. Creek. Yeah. Who is it from Schitt's Creek? Allie McBeal. Um, it's our buddy Justin Annie Murphy. Our buddy Justin. And she was... Um, I don't know who she was. I never saw it. Oh, God. It, she was uh, 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 the sister. She was Alexis. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I believe Skylar from Breaking Bad is also in it. Oh, okay. Um, it is about a woman who has... A uh, terrible husband and finds out some stuff about him that makes her want to change her life and get away from him. It's a dark comedy. I might check it out. Who knows? And what's it on? Uh, AMC. They do good work. And they do do good work. Yeah. And wh- when is Nine it? Nine o'clock on Sunday. The last first episode was last week, so there are you know something to catch up on if you want to. Um, there's also something called A Discovery of Witches that precedes it at 7. I don't know if it's like Is it live? <laughs> I mean... What, the Discovery of Witches? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Um, that is a... That premieres at 7 on Sunday, and it is a drama about the, believe it or not, uh, discovery of witches. Okay. All right. Fascinating. Check that out as well. Um, HBO in treatment, 9 o'clock last week tonight, 11. uh, The continuation, I believe this is the final installment of The Kings, the Showtime documentary, the boxing documentary, is at 8 o'clock, followed by The Shy, Black Monday, Flatbush Misdemeanors, and Z-Way at 11. Mm, stuff and things. What's, what's a Z-Way? If you That's don't know, popular if you don't know, you can't afford it. Oh, nice. Uh, it's a popular uh, interview show with a with a. She likes to put her her guests in uncomfortable positions. Let's put it that way. Like the back of a Volkswagen. More like, kind of. Like they, it's more like Eric Andre not, show. Not, I get these, what you're saying. None of these jokes mean anything to you. More like the Eric Andre show kind of thing. Wait, but she's it? actually asking like pointed questions. I think. Have you even seen Mallrats? Uh, I have. Yeah. Okay. And then stuff and things, check it all out, glennclarkradio.com. All right. Uh, Tubular was also brought to you today by Window Nation. 50% off all styles of windows, plus no money down, no payments, no interest for 24 months. Right now, windownation.com is the website, or call them 866-90NATION. Tell them Glenn Clark sent you. Window Nation, the perfect fit. Thanks today to Matt Rambo. We'll get all that up in the greatest hits section of the Archive. tab at glennclarkradio.com. Jeremy Kahn, Irons and Fires. I, I mean it. Hoping that we will actually make our trip down to Aberdeen at some point in the next few shows and uh, stuff and things. Tomorrow morning, bat around uh, 10 to noon. Big, they got a big guest. You, you know, we might have struggled, but they got a big guest. Glenn Clark mm-hmm. joins the bat around tomorrow morning. Baseball expert, Glenn Clark. As he's admitted, he's watched every inning of Orioles baseball so far. Yeah, this I am invested. Um, uh, but the, the boys will be talking baseball 10 to noon as always tomorrow morning. Same locations, facebook.com slash pressboxsports, pressboxonline.com. Um, uh, we got a new episode of Jobbing Out available. If you go to the, you know, just search Jobbing Out, you'll find it. And the tennis podcast starts again. Uh, we will be doing an episode later today. I believe we have renamed the tennis podcast. Did you get sued or something? No. <laughs> I mean, we did find out there was another Only Slams thing that was going on. Uh, and also, apparently, there was a running joke on uh, the NFL Network about Greg starting a tennis podcast called Courts of Thunder. And so when he announced that he had started a tennis podcast, everybody was like, oh, it's Courts of Thunder. And he was like, oh, yeah, I should have thought of that. And I'm like, All right. 
So he sheepishly asked me afterwards, like, hey, man, can we uh, can we change the name? I'm like, yeah, it's fine, man. It's fine. Lord knows. It's not me bringing the audience. No, no doubt about that. Uh, so we'll have an episode previewing Wimbledon as the draw is out today. We will do that a little bit later on today. And uh, we'll be doing that again throughout the course of Wimbledon next, starting next week. All right. Uh, thanks to everybody at PressBox, all of our great sponsors and partners, including the U.S. Army Glory Days Grill, Window Nation, Royal Farms, Chesapeake Employers Insurance, Exxon Mobil, KNS Automotive, C3 American Exteriors, Great Eights Memorabilia, Sports and Social MD, the BMW Championship, Bradley Nikki Bozeman Foundation, your local Toyota dealer, and buyatoyota.com. Thanks, Kyle Ottenheimer, Sad Lonely Man. Follow him on Twitter at Kay Ottenheimer. Follow us at Glenn Clark Radio. Have a great weekend. Uh, go Birds. I don't really care who the, which lacrosse team wins. Have fun. Go, uh, go enjoy some lacrosse this weekend. Uh, go Suns. Duke sucks. Ohio State sucks too.